This is episode 89. Serena's still not ready. She's drunk. I'm not. This is just because the Human Experience Podcast. We're supposed to rank 2019 movies. Not the number, like the year. Movies that came out. This is episode 89 of Just Because. <laughs> okay, do you want me to we, go from le- from 10 to 1? Or yeah, 1 to 10. 10, 10 one to being one. the greatest? 1 being the That's usually my how favorite? top 10 rankings work. Um, I had Tim and Tim, uh, Tim Chimery, Tim Chimery, Tim Tim Chiru, Ehlers, and Javi Lobby Acosta. Oh, you did? Yeah, oh, I texted him, yeah. Oh, good, I'm so glad. Short-ass notice, and he was able to be there. That's awesome. Uh, I was sad you weren't What's able up, to be there. Javi? This is why Serena's never on. Um, yeah, that's true. Comedic, um, are you ready yet? Uh-huh. I wanted Serena's top ten. She's been sitting here drinking whiskey <laughs> for 20 minutes. She okay. said was homework Number bound 10. this year. Number ten. <laughs> Yesterday... Yeah? yeah? That made your top ten? It did. It did. It did. It did. It this, did. What, why? <laughs> well, I I thought it was a really, really interesting concept. Like, I really like kind of the ethical dilemma of, well, if nobody else knows it's there, then does it, like, can you claim it? Does it, is it yours then? Does can, it count as plagiarism? Does it count as you... plagiarism? Um, the music was amazing. Obvs. I'm so sorry. I will, the Beatles. I will never say that again. The Beats. Um, I love the main guy and the girl. I don't know their names, um, but I, I do love the... You know who you are. The girl, I think her name is Lily James, and I think she comes out in Downton Abbey. And then I've seen her in a couple of other things. And I, I thought the main character guy was so funny. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... There were a couple of things. I think the ending was a little bit... Could have been better, yeah. From what I remember, but I thought it was funny. It was really pretty to look at. Like it was really aesthetically pleasing, and um, yeah, I really liked it. Cool. Mm-hmm. That's a great number ten. Thanks. Number nine. Number nine. I think. You say Aladdin. No, fuck that. Going to... I'm gonna say Midsummer. I hate you. Why? No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. That was scary. As shit like that was so scary to me um and it's an actual festival which i i hadn't really looked into the festival until this movie um it's really interesting how they took that festival and then twisted it so it was just it, it was terrifying yeah it was terrifying but it was also really beautiful to watch mm-hmm. and it Made me really uncomfortable, but I thought that that was cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what am I? You're on? doing great. Thank you. Thank you. This is not airing. <laughs> this will not be part of the episode. Okay, that was ten. What am I? Nine, eight, number eight. That's how numbers work. Shh. Um, midsummer, number eight. <sighs> I think. Wait, this was ten. Okay. Wow. Oh, no, I, why did I check that? Um, okay, hold on. Okay, number eight. Always Be My Maybe. I love wait, that movie. Wait. Oh, my gosh. I take that. No, yeah, that's you good. That's good, that's good. No, 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 that's good. Um, Always Be My Maybe. It was, of course, super funny with the dad from Fresh Off the Boat and Ali Wong. Um, I'm really happy for Asian people. 
Asian people had a good year. Representing. That's awesome. Representation matters. It was really cute. It was a nice little rom-com. Mm-hmm. Um, just like a feel good, and they're they're just so funny anyway. Yeah. So it was a really it was a good movie. I like that movie a lot. That was my number, or if this is the intro, this will be my number nine. Always be my maybe is number nine. Is my number nine. Oh. Seven. I am going to say little. Oh. I really really liked little. I thought it was really funny. Uh huh. I love. Issa Rae. Yup, Issa Rae. The That's little girl. Name. And the little girl is really great in it. And the other one. Uh-huh. The boss lady. Okay. <laughs> the black little women. Okay. Oh. No. F6. Number six. You're doing great. Thank you. Oh, wait. One, two, three. Four. Very professional podcast I'm running here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, number six is... Abominable. The animation was really amazing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I... <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Again, Asians representing. Um, I believe we looked it up and it, it paid homage respectfully to the culture. Mm-hmm. I love the little Nai Nai in, in the movie and the mom. How they're family but not really family and how they take care of each other. And then just kind of the symbolism of the, of the Yeti. And yeah, it was just, it was really well done. And the music was really great in it too. Yeah. She was musically inclined. Yeah, I cried so much too. Coldplay. Fits you. Yeah, that's a great song. It's a cheat code. And it's also, that's, um, they made a joke about the song not being Fix You in um, Yesterday. Do you remember? Oh, yeah. Like, what was it? Uh, he was playing... Let It Be? He was playing Yesterday. Oh, he was playing Yesterday. Yeah. And then they said it was really good. But it's not Fix You. <laughs> yeah, but it's not Fix You. <laughs> yeah, thank you. You're saving this intro. Wow. Okay, number five. Hustlers. That actually made my top ten. First off... That was like... No, go ahead. But I love that it's a true story. I'm a sucker for true stories. Wow. I really am. It's number 27. On yours? Yeah. So I... Well, here's the thing, though. I do love Jennifer Lopez. And she was, like, really... I really, really enjoyed her in this movie. Because I thought she acted well. And then I love Constance Wu. Another Asian. Another Asian. Um, it was a bunch of strong women that were basically like, you know, throwing the finger to the Wall Street, you know, hyper-masculine, patriarchal... Misogynist. Yeah. You know, clientele that they typically serve. And they fucked up. And it was, ama- it was amazing. I, I really liked it. I thought... Yeah, I thought wow. it was cool that it was a true story. Number five. And then, like, motherhood triumphed everything, ultimately. Like, Jennifer Lopez was really willing to do anything for her kid, right? Constance Wu, same. She was willing to do anything for her kid, and ultimately, that's what, like, saved her, which I thought was really... It that's was nice mother. to have... Oh. Okay. <laughs> that was five, right? Yep. Number five. Okay. Number four. I'm going to say The Farewell. That was a really, really beautiful movie. And it was really funny with like the subtle, it was kind of like dry humor, mm-hmm. where the uncle kept repeating like that she can't say anything. She was like, I'm not going to fucking say anything. Like it was just. The whole movie. Yeah. Like just family and how there's always like 
like undertones of jealousy and um like deceit because you of the love that you feel for somebody and then that was really interesting like cultural I guess lens that I didn't know was common like to lie to somebody and I wonder if that works because like if you know you're gonna die then does that do you psychologically does it psychologically affect I mean it has to how long you live and and then that the doctors were so willing, we're like, it's so fr- it's like illegal here, yeah, <laughs> in the U.S. Lie. It was just a really, it was a really interesting. Would you want like, to eye opener? I don't think I would. If you have after, cancer and you're gonna die. After seeing that, I don't think I would. Three is wait, how many do I have left? One. You have three more. Not three, on my more. page. Oh. Two more. Wow. Three more. Three more parasite. This is good. Okay. Us and last bit. Okay, 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 okay. Third is us. Um, that was scary as shit. That's so tight. It was so dope. Like it was really good. The concept, the actors were amazing. The kind of alter ego or alter pers- like the persona. Yeah. That is like haunting and so dark and it was oh my god it it freaked me out but it was a really good movie yeah. it was a really really good movie yeah. we bought it yeah yeah two is parasite whoa that was a crazy movie it was funny that you thought it was about a giant bug i really did i thought you didn't want to see it because <laughs> it's gonna have bugs it turns out it's the psychological Societal parasite. Societal. Or I guess how you view people. Right. To be parasites. Right. And how, like, it can be, you can be parasite at every level of, of the, like, the intersectional being, your poverty level, your language, where you live, like, socioeconomic status, every, everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the languages you speak, the color of your skin, it, it, just everything. You can be seen as a parasite by somebody. Yeah. So that was a really good movie. And then the last movie is The Last Black Man in San Francisco. Tight. Also, just a really, like, a movie steeped in, in pathos. Like, it pulled at your heartstrings. Like, it was just steeped in pathos. And it was just beautiful. Aesthetically beautiful. It was kind of heartbreaking, but it was, that was my favorite. Cool. Yeah. Were there any that were honorable mentions? Booksmart was really funny. I really liked Booksmart. Downton Abbey, just because I love Downton Abbey. Yeah. No. And it's funny. It, and I love Maggie Smith, Professor McGonagall. Peanut Butter Falcon. Yeah, that was on my... That was so good. Yeah. I'm not a big, super big fan of the other two, but I, it was nice to see a person with, with Down Syndrome like have a leading role. Yeah. It was, a, it was really funny. Mm. It was really, really funny. And then someone great with Gina oh, yeah. Rodriguez. I yeah. thought that was another cute little rom com. Yeah. Um, I like that they were they were an interracial couple. They were the Keith Stanfield. Yeah. He was in Knives Out. Yeah. I, well, Atlanta. I know him from well, Atlanta. Yeah, Atlanta. I've not. Yeah. I don't. I haven't seen Knives Out. I. They're. They were. It was a really funny. It was relatable. They started seeing Selena in the convenience market. Uh huh. And yeah. then. Um, Lizzo when she was all crying and heartbroken in her house. In her apartment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It was just, it was really cute. So those, those four were honorables for me. Was there a movie you hated? Aladdin. 
Aladdin was one of them. I just fell in love with you all over again. Lion King was another one. Okay. I'm not a big did fan. Did you hate Lion King or were you just so I whatever? I hate it. I okay. also did not enjoy it at all. That's called hate. Okay. <laughs> you don't... I, I, well, the here's hell? what, though. And only because I recognized his... of hate. Wow. No, but only because I recognized his voice and I adored Donald Glover. Like, he was my favorite part. Yeah. And the guy who yells a lot. Who, Billy Eichner. Uh-huh. Yeah. So Timon he and Pumbaa uh-huh. were really funny, too. They were... Ulti- that trio was the best part of mm-hmm. the whole movie because... The rest of it was not great. Mm-hmm. But Aladdin yeah. was so bad. I'm happy that they they at least were respectful enough to get individuals of that kind of culture. Who at least look like... Well, and they, they are. Are, are they? Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I looked it up. Um, one of them was the girl who played Ali on New Girl. She <laughs> is like Middle Eastern or something. I don't oh, know. yeah. So that I'm great. I guess I'm grateful for. And I can give them like a... Thumbs up. Yeah, that's that's about it. Did you have one you hated? Aladdin. Aladdin. Yeah. <laughs> I hated the. Who who else hated Aladdin? Everybody. I hated the ending to Miss Bala. Oh, but that was such a good movie it to look at. It was a great at. movie until wow, because of the man. Yes. That man. Yes. Not really a lot. I hated. Not really a lot I hated. I don't know what I said in the actual episode, so if I'm just <laughs> repeating myself now. Javi and Tim are really great. They. Gave their time for this. Hi, Tim. Hi, Tim. Hi, Javi. I think Aladdin, just for hated. The other movies I have complaints about or it, I was cool with, but um, I guess you'll listen to the episode, hopefully, and see what we picked as our top tens. Do mm-hmm. you want to say anything else? It's New Year's Eve. Happy New Year's Eve. I mean, that's fine. I mean, it is. It's recording now. And everything, it's so. recording now. Very good. I'm really glad this happened. <laughs> it's we started recording. Well, again. so where did you see the clip online? It's on YouTube. Yeah. On YouTube. So just uploaded. To a which clip. clip are you referring? Spoilers. Oh yeah. The, uh, spoilers. There's gonna be so spoilers. many spoilers. So the scene in uh, Joker. We're talking about the film Joker, Joker. starring. Joaquin Phoenix. Joaquin. Is that how it's pronounced? Joaquin. I think not. Yoga Fire, Yoga Flame Phoenix. Yoga Fire. Tiger Rope Cut. I like uh, that. So, so the scene... Now, Gavin, I haven't seen the whole movie. I've only seen this scene because... So have you uh, seen the whole movie? Because I don't think you've addressed that yet. <laughs> Sorry. Can I, you I, let us know where... I sound like my mom telling a story. <laughs> my mom tells it's a story... Repeating. She keeps repeats this, repeating the same details over and over again. Um, but he just... He has this like whole like pity party scene for himself. And it's... The way I felt during that scene, where he's like, you know, what do you get when you take a society... Or whatever. Uh, when he's on the talk show? Yeah, when he's okay, on the yeah. talk show. That, that was the scene. The, mm-hmm. What I assume is either the climactic, the climactic scene. Yeah, yeah. I felt like this is the director 
the director is angry <laughs> about something. Uh, and it's kind of like if I were to make... Um, there, there's a comedy sketch uh, done by a group called... Um, Monty Python? Or a, it was on a series called Man in the Box. Uh, it's a YouTube comedy sketch series all based in an office. And in it, in one episode, there's this guy who's trying to get the main character, Greg, to read his screenplay. And he's like, you want to read my screenplay? And uh, Greg is like, no. And he's like, you're the only person I'm showing. And he's like, oh. And he's like, it's about a guy who works in an office and no one understands him. And the guy is like very visibly like gonna shoot up the office. And so Greg... Just he's just like yeah yeah sure I'll read it and he's like I'll ask you what you think tomorrow but uh, like that that attitude it's like the 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 junior high school no one understands me I'm so angry at the world yeah uh, viewpoint which is great and fun to have when you're a kid but I don't know just uh, making a, a a major Hollywood film where it's like society doesn't treat me well so I'm going to lash out at society is not necessarily the type of message that I agree with and I think that in our world today where we're having uh, mass shootings almost every goddamn day which in my opinion are largely caused by people feeling alienated by the society they're in we have this movie that seems to from this one scene that i have seen so you have seen it to uh, justify his position mm. that position it's pretty yeah, fucked up I, w- I would say see it yeah, that's, that's so, right. so what I'll say is like I guess I know that he's the bad guy. Yeah, I was gonna, he's not <laughs> But the he's anti-hero. also the main character. I was going to say he's not the anti-hero, he's the antagonist. And so you you are watching the movie from the bad guy bad guy's point of view. You don't really root for him. Mm. At, at least right. I didn't. Yeah. There was no point some people did fall into like the heartstrings trap of like he's just misunderstood. He's just a guy who like cuz there are some scenes where, like yeah, he gets the shit kicked out of him by some crappy kids. Yeah. That that's you got to feel for the guy at that point. He was just doing his job, and these kids jumped him. But once he makes his transformation, you're like, yeah, I can't, I can't support this. There's no reason to. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. like if you watch a movie like Law Abiding Citizen, Gerard Butler, I mean, he's 100% the bad guy. But I was like, yes, like you're so badass because it's it's spun that he's trying to fix this broken system. But you're right. In Joker, it's 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 a pity party. It's 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 he's not getting the help that he needed to get, but he's really coming down. Like, also, if you watch the movie, you'll see the guy in all aspects of life never wins yeah. at anything. I mean, from from you know not grabbing the last donut at the gas station to. Finding out that basically every construct in his life that he should have been able to use as support is just fake. So, I mean, like, the guy gets hit pretty hard. But you might feel bad for him, but he's uh, un- unabashedly the, the, the villain. Okay. You know. I like that. I disagree. I feel like they gave him a lot of room. <clears throat> I understood and I felt for him and what he was doing. What was he doing? Oh, well, I mean, what he does at the end. Where he finally... Where he didn't kill everyone. Well, he didn't he kill everyone, but yeah. I'm saying, like... Yeah. 
And just how every how society or the citizens clung to him as this symbol of all right, we'll use him as our our, our guiding light or whatever right, our culture yeah, child. Yeah, we're so, gonna rebel. So that like I feel like that was romanticized. I feel like in the heat of the moment, mob mentality took over. People were like, yeah, he's our poster child. Yeah. When in reality, it's like if you would just stop for two minutes and think about what's going on, you wouldn't vindicate this crazy person. And I use the word crazy loosely because I know that the movie is based on like mental health issues. But he, again, took it and like totally ran with it. Where it's like you, you wouldn't amass a following like that unless that following was also extremely radical you know what i mean right but you don't feel like they were i feel like they were but like in in the worst way this wasn't like someone saying like you know what i want to step up and be a leader and people were like i really believe his message i want to follow them this was this was you know uh the la kings winning and then people riding on the street (laughs) and it's like there's no movement there you yeah. just got all worked up and decided to flip cars and throw fl- fire bottles and stuff, but there, there was no, no purpose. Yeah. yeah, there's no reason for it. It was it was anarchy. They're not fighting for anything specific. Exactly, specific. exactly. They're just angry. So it's it's the I don't know if you guys have ever seen the watch movie. the movie. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Network. No. Uh, the movie Network, uh, fantastic film. I keep but it. it's about. Uh, this guy who's kind of slowly losing his mind, he is uh, an anchor on a news network, on a nighttime news show. And uh, his whole thing in the movie is, the, the, the big uh, famous uh, yelling uh-huh. phrase that comes from the film is, I'm mad as hell and I'm not going to take it anymore. Oh, the only thing from? is, yeah, I know the only thing is, in the movie, he has nothing that he's really... Mad about. mad about. He's not fighting for anything. He's not fighting for any social justice or any civil rights or any issue. He's just angry. He doesn't know why, and he's mm-hmm. getting other people angry too. Yeah. And uh, that's largely what that movie is about. He becomes like this like cult-like figure uh, atop this hierarchy of bullshit. Yeah. All right. Thanks for doing the Joker podcast, guys. Is that it? We good? Yeah, that's it. If you're just joining us. It's not just. It's... All right. Do you have ten movies you saw this time? Mm-hmm. Last I did year, last time. I think I had like seven. Yeah, and you barely made it out. But no one picked mine, so I was that's fine. True, that's true. But now we're just ranking them, so it's fine. I've got, I've we're not drafting them. We're just... Oh, we're ranking them. It's so hard with someone like me. I think you can do it. No, I mean, I, I can, I will, oh. but it's just such a dumb system because, like, this was a horror, this was a sci-fi, this was a romance. It doesn't translate, but I'll, I think I'll play do. the game. I'll play the I game. I think they do. Let's play the game. I'll play the Let's game. Let's see what happens. Hey, you know what? If these are the breaks, then... No, fucking Curtis Blow, once you again. just call me Curtis Blow. No, I'm not calling you that. Do you want to... Who wants to go first here? You? As you far want... as what... Well, well, we can go say our 10, our number 10, and number 10, 9. So oh, one is the best. Is that cool? Yeah. One is your favorite movie of the year, 2019. I was not prepared for this. What the hell did you think it was? Did, did he text you today? I don't mean to point. He texted me five minutes before I walked through. No, uh, <laughs> he texted me an hour ago. I was like, can you do it? And I was like, yep. I just didn't know we were trying to specifically be a top 10 thing. 
Hmm. What did you think it was? I don't know. Okay. You just Top told me. 10. You just told me come with twenty three movies. The, the thing. So the thing. Because well, you said you had your twenty three movies. Yeah. So I said. The thing that we talked about was how last year you did a draft. Yeah. Uh. And so I don't know. This should be easier now. I've never done a draft. Okay, can I do? Oh, fine. Can I kick it off then? I'll just throw out a movie that I liked. I don't know if it was ten, but I'll. Yeah. Sure. So I think that in an age of gore and shock factor for horror, I think that uh, scary stories to tell in the dark. Was a really good movie. I liked that one. I liked yeah. it. I I won't say that I was terrified. No. But I do think that for the nature of a scary movie, I think it was scary. I think it was uneasy at times. But there's no cursing. Not that that means anything other than there was just no cursing. Um, there's no <laughs> gore. You know, like there was violence, but there's no like like guts pouring out of, of all the orifices. Um, it it. It was something that, because like, I read those books, or that book, or whatever, fourth grade, fifth grade, uh-huh. and I was pretty on par with like when people were reading that book, you know, give or take, and so you figure, well, if that's when people were reading the book, then we should target the age group, mm-hmm. and if other people enjoy it, cool, kids younger, adults older, whatever, that's fine, but we have to make it something that like, like a mom could take her kid and go, I want to I wanna take... Oh, you're going to see a scary movie? Yeah. But nothing that the mom's going to be like, oh, what's this? This I can't believe I brought him to that. You know, it's something yeah. where, like, the family could go and be like, like yeah, this is this is good family horror movie stuff, you yeah. know? So I, I, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Cool. Did you see that? I did not. I was surprised how much I liked it. it I was, was planning on uh, going to see it, but it was an anthology. didn't to it. Alien Ant Farm? No. Oh. I liked it. I didn't read the books, so I have no idea. I have no context. But, uh... Which, not that that was... You didn't need to, you know? Okay. It was just structured the same in that it was many stories in one movie. You said you liked it then, as far as... Yeah, I liked it. Knowing the previous material and then... Yeah. I like the the visuals a lot. Guillermo del Toro? He's awesome. Man. William. This guy is nuts. William del Toro. shit he thinks of. William of the Bull. Oh, William's Bull? Sure. Well, he actually, uh... He neither wrote... He neither wrote nor directed that film. But didn't... Oh, shit. I thought I saw his name I thought he well. said... His name was plastered all over the advertisements. That's what I thought, too. He produced it. But they must have well, picked his brain for doing that. Because... I'll, uh, I mean, for the, I, I'll uh, watch his PowerPoint presentations. I'm not saying that... <laughs> I'm not saying that he didn't creatively have anything to do with it, but... Uh, but he didn't write or direct. He wasn't the guy making uh, the bulk of the creative decisions. Interesting. Yeah. Did you think the guy looked Mexican? Who? The Mexican guy. (laughs) William the Bull. No. (laughs) I was like, him? (laughs) Technically, I thought he looked Spanish. No, PowerPoints. Do you think PowerPoints look Mexican? No. The kid. The the one who dodged the draft. Dodged the draft? There was four kids. There's the three white kids. The Mexican kid. Oh, 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 dodge a draft. I'm like, yeah, I forgot. He was was there and the cops were giving him some trouble. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, wholeheartedly. Okay. Yeah. Because I don't know, when he got, like, in trouble or whatever, I was like, he's undocumented. That's, that's, that's the route I thought was going to go. I was like, he's undocumented, and that's why he's in trouble. Then they switched it. They made me look like a racist. But... <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm they, the bad guy. Yeah. I'm the racist now. Um, yeah, but yeah, I totally thought. Okay. It was just while we were watching it, and then I, I, I forget what... I think they said his last name or, or something came up. But and of Serena course, says, 
He doesn't even look Mexican. And then she looked it up, and he is. But I, I as soon as I found out that it was a draft dodge, though, and he wasn't undocumented, I was like, oh, of course, the Mexican is the draft dodger. Like, I went that route. You <laughs> know? Just, you know? <laughs> just kidding, buddy. All right, next racist pick, Tim. Oh, mine's not racist. Okay, then no, I'll skip it to me. Skip it's supposed, supposed to be skip racist. <laughs> yeah, it's top ten racist movies of the year. So this is my number ten. <laughs> yeah, sure. It's your number ten. Okay, while he was talking, I just wow. created my top I, ten list. I'll be more clear next time. I thought I uh, well, I just I, do this. Look, I just pull up the movies. I made, yeah, I made a wow. list of, I made a list of every movie I saw this year, and so I just went through that list, and I was like, okay, okay well, I know that these are going to be like my top four yeah. or five. Uh, so my top, my, my number ten is probably going to be Ad Astra. Oh, tight. The I Brad Pitt flick. Really good. Uh, so this is largely just my interpretation. A lot of people didn't like the movie because it was uh, advertised as a lot more actiony than it is. Not. It's really yeah, slow paced. It's pretty slow, yeah. Um, which I, I, I love. My, many of my favorite movies, and many on the top of this list, are uh, very, very slow paced movies. Um, but Ad Astra is uh, this film, basically, the, the general premise is that uh, there was this mission sent to orbit Neptune with essentially a satellite dish. Uh, that is searching for extraterrestrial intelligence out in the universe. And uh, the crew is led by Tommy Lee Jones' character, who plays Brad Pitt's father, Brad Pitt's character's father. He's not, <laughs> in the movie, it's Brad Pitt. He's not Daddy Pitt. Um, Daddy Brad. But so, uh, He's a bratty. The, the, mission, the mission is considered uh, a failure. Uh, secretly, in in the public eye, this man went out and you know is like being a hero for mankind. But secretly, uh, they've stopped receiving transmissions from the station, and essentially these waves of I don't remember if it's antimatter or it's if antimatter. it is uh, EMP waves. Gamma. Um, I'm pretty sure it's electromagnetic pulses are coming from. Neptune, mm-hmm. and so the government is like, "Oh shit! This is wiping out all of our electronics on Earth." We, on Earth, yeah, because yeah, it's oh, hitting shit. all the way. Yeah. All the way. Yeah. and so we we need to uh, do something to try to contact this mission, see what's going on, but they're not responding, and so uh, they t- they find uh, Tommy Lee Jones' character's son. Who Brad Pitt? Yes. Brad. Uh, who's the main character? Brad Pitt. Um, essentially, they need to all the all the long distance communication equipment on Earth has been destroyed by these EMPs, and so they have to send him to Mars to uh, try to send a message to contact his dad. So, so hopefully he'll respond when he hears his son's voice over this message. Is is this an age where space shuttle is? It's a regular there's thing. There's like a mall okay. on it's the moon. Still, <laughs> there's a mall on the moon, but the moon is also very largely uh, like old west. Yeah. Like it's a no man's land. There's yeah. pirates. Uh, one of the few action scenes Pretty, that we do yeah. see in the trailer is from uh, this great sequence. I thought yeah, that takes cool. place on the moon, but. Um, then from the moon to Mars. They fly to the moon, fly to Mars. So the way I interpret the movie uh, is... Well, okay, so 
he, he goes to Mars and he tries to contact him and eventually uh, they get a response mm-hmm. from his dad. And so they're like, okay, Brad Pitt, see you later. We're going to go... Dad, yeah. We're, we're going to go take care of your dad. Uh, like, take care... Like, like kill him? Kill him. Like, okay. kill him is implied. Yeah. Uh, and so he actually sneaks onto the spacecraft that's going to fly to Neptune. And uh, through self-defense, he actually ends up having to kill all of the members of the crew. Nice. So he's alone <laughs> yeah. on this spaceship. Yeah. Uh, also, while he's on Mars, sorry, while he's on Mars, he talks to this woman who uh, reveals to him that he that his father killed everyone else on the mission and is up there le- alone, mm-hmm. and uh, now is sending these signals that threaten life as we know it on Earth, and so now we realize that his father is straight up like a villain. Mm-hmm. Tom, Tom and so, yeah. And so the whole time, uh, <laughs> cool. the whole time he's <laughs> going to Neptune, he's got this, this thing in his head, you know, he's perpetuating this situation that's making itself worse and worse in his head, thinking of, you know, uh, you know, my father is an evil man. And then he reaches uh, the, the space station on Neptune, uh-huh. and his dad uh, is basically like, "Yeah, I, I, I've been trying to fix this. Uh, they were trying to jeopardize the mission. I had to kill them, but before I did, they they broke all this machinery, and it's been winding up and sending out these pulses ever since. I've been trying to stop it, hmm. which changes everything." Which changes everything, and uh, it's um, what the way I interpret the film is: uh, you have the previous generation, which has really fucked shit up on Earth. Uh, by well, I I, I I see it largely about like climate change. Mm-hmm. Uh, the previous generation really messed things up, and it's really really easy. To uh, and not just not just with climate change, but with anything, uh, uh, with boomers uh, being viewed largely as uh, not not an inconvenience, but uh, malicious. And uh, the movie, I think, goes to great lengths to show. Well, no, they're not monsters. They are people who are just trying to do. Uh, what they think is the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and so I think that the the film helped me a lot out with some of my baggage uh, <laughs> toward toward you know my uh, my parents and my my family. Because um, it's really easy to view uh, the other as monsters, as you know, de- to dehumanize them. And he does that for, you know, the second half of the film until we reach the climax. And so, I don't know, I just really loved it, and I, I thought that it was fantastic. Yeah. And, was and I like the message that I got from it. I don't know, from what I have seen, most other people who I've seen talk about the movie haven't talked about that aspect at all. Yeah. Uh, and so, maybe I'm totally wrong. But I was that's, say, maybe that's, you that's, really that's, missed it. <laughs> I, I could have totally missed it, but that's what I got from the film, and I loved yeah. it. Yeah, everyone's human. 
Mm-hmm. It's not like aliens and stuff. Uh-huh. No. That would have been cool. If As a matter of fact, uh, we uh, we end the film with him essentially giving up on the search for extraterrestrial life. Yeah. Uh, there's there's a moment where they're like, we kind of just have to accept that we might be the only thing out there. Yeah. With within you know, How within our ability to detect. Yeah. Right, right. We're it. How fucking arrogant. <laughs> oh, do we curse on this? <laughs> no, um, it's not a Sunday, so yeah, we can curse. Cool. Yeah. Wait, what? No, yeah. what well, I Astra. got. I Astra, was the other side of of mental health. Because he suppressed all his anger oh, yeah. towards his dad. No, because his dad left. And he's like he's like a stone at the he's beginning. He's like a robot. And he, he does these little therapy checks to make sure he's cool psychologically. Brad yeah, Brad Pitt, sorry. Uh, I just call him he, mm-hmm. uh, capital H. And um, he's just, I am fine. I slept eight hours. I ate a biscuit. And then it goes, you are fine. And But that's it. And then there's a point where I think they're on their way to Mars. I think, and he it's finally after, goes. It's after his dad answers the message, but he doesn't hear it, and they're like, "Okay, thanks, bye." Yeah, and he's like, "What?" <laughs> yeah, and he's finally saying, "I'm mad, my dad left, and I'm mad what he did to me." And he has this really great monologue, and he goes through it, and you could tell he's obviously upset, and he's the most upset he's been th- until this point in the movie. And the little therapy thing says, "You are fine, check." And it's just, he's, not, he's clearly not fine. <laughs> so that's what I got out of it. And, and finally, towards the end of the movie, right, he contacts his wife or ex-wife. And they're, they're going to meet at a restaurant. Uh, they do meet. They do meet, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's where I came from it. Yeah, because he's get able to get in touch with his feelings and yeah. be able to process them. Yeah, yeah, finally. When he was a robot the whole time. Uh, my number 10... Is uh, so there's this One Piece movie. One Piece is an anime hobby, and it was it was out for like two weeks. Anime, the cartoons. Yeah, for Asian people, and um, but they they made a movie for theaters. They said we're we're only gonna give it to America for two weeks. So fuck, I gotta see this movie, and so I loved it. So this is just a pure touch touch my heart. Yeah, it's pirates and um. They do all the things that a lot of anime movies do. At least my only experience with anime movies is like One Piece and Dragon Ball Z. But they, where they throw little Easter <laughs> eggs to like people who watch the whole thing. Yeah, they're like, yeah. remember this character from yeah. a long time ago? And they show up. You go, oh shit! It's Yajirobe. It's Yajirobe. <laughs> uh, yeah. So they did a lot of stuff like that, and it, it's just really cool when you give an anime that kind of budget and that kind yeah. of animation technology like I don't, I don't know what goes into it but it's just so much clearer and the imagery they make is so much better it was just fun to watch the the the, the story wasn't that deep because it's you only get an hour and a half or so for anime and um, it was just amazing to see it giant screen and I was surprised how many the theater was full Mm-hmm. So afterwards, I was like, "Can we all be friends? We all watch One Piece." Because I always think it's just me in my living room watching it by myself. Clearly, there's which a shit ton, it is. which it is. Uh-huh. And then now I'm gonna invite all those people to be in. I say it's just a lot of other people watching it's, it in their, in their own rooms by themselves. Um, so yeah, One Piece Stampede. Um, it was cool. Yeah, I loved it. How's it? All right, Avi. Oh, I'm like, there's so much. 
because um, like I want to talk about movies I hated too. But we'll we'll do that. Uh, yeah, after, no, no, because no, I mean like even there's one on my list that I'm like this is this should and it probably will that I won't be invited to get its own podcast. But uh, but that's that's easily my number one. I'm scared to. Okay, go ahead. But I'll get there. Um, wow. Uh, God, it's hard to rank these, but Rambo, the newest Rambo, Last Blood. Really? So, I, just see I watch movies for a lot of different reasons. And depending on the reason why I'm watching the movie is basically just how I, like, will go through it, right? So, like, Pan's Labyrinth, again, to talk about, like, Guillermo del Toro, it's, it's an incredibly... <laughs> yeah, William. William with the Bull. <laughs> um... You know, it's it's wow. it's a plot driven kind of fan or not kind of it's a it's a fantasy. So I mean, you have to watch it for what it is, right? So like Rambo, I'm like, okay, I've seen I've seen other Rambo movies. I uh-huh. I before even going, I know what's gonna happen. Yeah, he's gonna try and be peaceful. Someone's gonna piss him off. He's gonna kill a bunch of people, and he's gonna go. I gotta get out of here and find my peace. And <laughs> I thought I thought Rambo was in the room. He was, Whoa. and oh, and that's... and that's the formula. That's wow. what Rambo is. So going, I'm going into Rambo. I'm like, I just want to see how he's gonna kill a hundred people on screen. That's what I want to see. And let me tell you, <laughs> <laughs> that movie delivered on that. I was very pleased. Uh, which is actually an understatement with with the action because it's I really appreciate in those types of movies like like hardcore stuff like like I don't like when guys get punched once in the face and then they go down yeah. right like this was like guys like like fighting and they've got arrows stuck in them and a bullet's in his mouth and he's got a knife in his leg and, and they're fighting and then like guts are spilling out but like the, the the victory of the spirit is what keeps them moving and it's like there's no way that would happen uh-huh. and then they get picked up slammed on their head and when their heads mush on the ground that's when like they're dead right yeah and it had that in droves like it was I was just like I can't believe the action in this it's it's also again just because it's Rambo it's very depressing yeah. Like it's, it's a resolution, but it's a resolution that comes as a result of like, I guess I'll just kill everyone now, like that kind of thing. It, yeah. There's there's no there's no justice. Oh, now I gotta kill everyone and continue to have this dark black soul. Oh man, yeah, because yeah. I mean, it's, it's not a happy ending. But again, you're happy that he's killing all these people because like they they deserved it. And so yeah, I'll put that as my number nine. Just throw some blood over what I said, and you guys got it. You have two very bloody picks. That's your first two. No, the first one was a... Uh, Spooky stories. Yeah, remember I said there wasn't any gore in that. Yeah. Are you even listening when I talk? No. Okay, fair enough. I'm just rated PG-13. That's stupid. That fat lady in the hall was scary. Rambo's rated R for Rambo. Thought that one on the way over here. You know how Ivan's mom says Lambo? Rambo. Rambo. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead, Tim. Next racist pick. Sorry. Uh, my next racist pick is also rated R for Rambo. Yes. And uh, <laughs> it's The Man Who Killed Don Quixote. I haven't even heard of that movie. No one. I saw it. <laughs> Did it come out this year? No one, yeah. no one okay. killed Don Quixote. That's not how that ends, but the man clearly there's a story there. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, The Man Who Killed Don Quixote stars Adam Driver. Oh, I like him. That's uh, Kylo Ren, right? Indeed. It stars Kylo Ren, wearing <laughs> not, not black. That's who he is. 
and he's this guy who is uh, he's directing a commercial in Spain for an insurance company and he when he went to college when he was in college he made a, a student film about uh, Don Quixote and he cast this guy who made shoes uh, as it this old like senile guy who made shoes uh, played by I can't remember his name. Guillermo del Toro. Guillermo del Toro. No, it's... So you have seen it. Jonathan, 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 Jonathan. Taylor Thomas. Oh, I feel terrible because I love this actor. Jonathan Lipnicki. <laughs> Jonathan Goodman. Jonathan Goodman is Jonathan definitely... Jonathan F. Kennedy. <sighs> Jonathan Don Legend. Quixote. John Jones. No, his name is John. But I've been putting Jonathan for everybody. Jonathan Jones. John Malkovich. Jonathan Malkovich. He's not appearing in the, the top build cast. This movie did not come out this year. Why don't you IMDb him? <laughs> I am. 1923. <laughs> Jonathan oh, Price. The Vincent Price. Vincent Price. <laughs> Jonathan Price. Okay. Plays Don Quixote. Oh, actually, okay. I actually do like that. He was yeah. on Game of Thrones. Uh, yeah. He was yeah. the dad. He was, he was uh, Elizabeth Swan's dad in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. Okay. Oh, that's right. Jonathan right, Price. Now, now we're here. We're plays back. the old shoemaker. So, Adam Driver's character is in Spain <laughs> filming this this uh, Don, this Don Quixote commercial for an insurance company. When he uh, he realizes that they're very close to the village where he filmed his little student film. Okay. And so he goes to that village and he's just looking around, and he finds out essentially that the man who he had play Don Quixote in his student film. Now believes that he is Don Quixote. Jonathan Price. Jonathan Price okay. believes he's Don believes Quixote. he's this old, poor, senile man who believes that he is Don Quixote. Okay. And so uh, a large part of what the movie is is Adam Driver's character essentially trying to help this man by getting him mental help. The thing is, though, it's a Terry Gilliam film, and in any Terry Gilliam film. Uh, there's always this appreciation for the fantasy. Uh, there's this question in a lot of his films of, well, who am I to say that this man is crazy? Yeah, he's not fantastic, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, who am I to say that there's no magic in the world, essentially, uh, is what a lot of his films ask. And this movie, uh, as a fan of Terry Gilliam's work, it, it hit all the right, all the right spots for me. Um, I, I love movies that question, that 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 meld. W is this really happening? Uh, is this fantasy or is this reality? It's the uh, the Alice in Wonderland uh, uh, character goes on this fantastic quest that might not really even be happening. No, did type she just wake up from a dream? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the same Wizard of Oz. Is the she labyrinth. just dreaming or does she have this adventure? Mm -hmm. uh, Pan's Labyrinth. Mm -hmm. uh, is she really having this adventure, or is she just letting her imagination get carried away? Yeah. Uh, I, 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 any movie that does that, shit, <laughs> any movie that does that shit, I am like, I am all in. Uh, big, big Fish is another great example like yeah, of, fish, of like that type of film where uh, is that one of his? Know, no, Big Fish was uh, Tim Burton, and mm -hmm. in my opinion, it's Tim Burton's best film. But I don't think I've heard of that guy. Man who killed Don Quixote. Man Who Killed Don Quixote. Uh, Tim Burton didn't direct Nightmare Before Christmas. He wrote it and produced it. 
Just like Guillermo del Toro. Just like Guillermo del Toro. William Bull. We're just going to keep coming back to Guillermo. Uh, no, uh, Nightmare Before cool. Christmas was directed by Henry Selleck, who later directed Coraline. Is that Tom Selleck's dad? <laughs> I was right there. I was right there. Sorry. Yes. Is it really? <laughs> no. I can't really. I'm so Man happy. who killed Donkey Quixote. Oh, but what I want to say about is that's interesting to have an old senile, old senile man believe and take on the 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 persona. persona of yet another old senile man. Because I yeah. mean, if, if you know anything about Don Quixote, it's like that's that's what he is. He's okay. this he's this man who thinks he's a, a knight to go off and slay these giants, and people are like, this guy's fucking crazy, and. He, yeah. I mean, when you read it, you're like, yeah, he's just, he's an old man with mental health issues. But, uh, you know, you read it in eighth grade, it's not really told that in that way yeah. or whatever. And so, yeah, when you're explaining, I'm like, that's interesting. He found, it's like, it's like what are the odds? Yeah, yeah, like, what are the odds of that lining up, you know? And it has some really interesting stuff uh, um, about modern politics. Uh, they They happen upon a village of, uh, refugees. It's like a like a old burned down village, but there's a bunch of refugees hiding there. Uh, Muslim refugees and Adam Driver when he first sees them and realizes he sees like a newspaper uh, that's written in. I don't want to say Arabic. Yeah, I was gonna say Arabic. It's yeah. it's it's written in uh, one of the uh, Middle Eastern Middle languages, Eastern. and his immediate reaction is, "We have to get out of here. These people are terrorists." Yeah. Uh, and that's that's a quote. <laughs> he says these people are terrorists, uh, and uh, it it has a lot of uh, little political things in it, um, which I really enjoyed. the uh, The main villain of the film is uh, directly directly compared to Trump uh, in his brashness and need for you know big lively uh-huh. uh, attention seeking events and stuff like that. Uh, but it was it was really good. It was interesting. I recommend it. Are we going to the military parade? Has that already happened? The Milpa? The Sure. Alright. Uh my number <laughs> nine. <laughs> uh it was this Netflix movie, um, Always Be My Maybe with Ali Wong. I li- I loved it. I liked it. It's okay, yeah. It was it was just it was, it was a cute good. little movie, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I, I think I just the my Asian side of my dragon tattoos were all burning to see um, a romantic comedy featuring. I know we just had crazy rich Asians, but uh, <laughs> you get enough, okay? You already had one last year. You're done. This is our Black Panther, um, and it was just really great. And I, I related a lot culturally to the movie. And um, Randy, what's his name? Watson. Randy Watson. Um, Randy Tanner. Randy. The man, the the guy who plays the Randy lead. Quaid, Randy Quaid, uh, Dennis Quaid's dad, um, brother, dad. Um, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought it was just a really silly movie, and I remember uh, watching it. I think towards the beginning of the year, he has an opinion about it, and um, I remember laughing my ass off. It was good. I thought it was yeah. fun. Yeah, I thought it was pretty cool. So that's my number nine. Your number eight. Um. Again, I, I accept that my choices are kind of like, really? Um, if you say Dumbo, I swear to balls. Was that this year? Then I'll go that to was this year. Seven. That was March. Uh, all right, now I'll pick... Um, 
I'll that? pick Godzilla, King of Monsters. Yeah. I um I liked it. I watched Kong that it's came out a couple years ago with Samuel Jackson and stuff. And um I'm the person like I'll sit in the theater till the end of the credits. You know, I'll I I have no problem doing that. You monster. I know, yeah. <laughs> How dare you. So I sat there at the end of Kong and then I realized like, oh, they're they're turning this into a thing. It's gonna be a thing, that's awesome. And uh because outside of being in the movie theater, I don't care to like do research on movies. Mm-hmm. Right? Like I like some people knew all the phases of Marvel and every movie that was coming out and they're like the 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 next Marvel movies for the next five years, I'm like, I don't wanna see that. I don't I don't care to read those things, I don't care to read the article. I'll just I'll go to the theater and I'll experience it as it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, live in the moment, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. But Godzilla, I, I, I really appreciated the fight between Godzilla and Ghidorah. Um, there were a couple nods back to, like you said, you know, some of the older Godzilla films. Mm-hmm. Older in terms of like old Japanese Godzilla, not Matthew Broderick, even though I did love that one as well. Um I thought it was really good. I really enjoyed like their take on like how Godzilla gets around. There's okay. like these subterranean tunnels that he can go through um, because of his massive size and the fact that he uh, consumes like radiation. That's kind of where how he's able to sus- sustain life. I thought that was cool. So I actually I, I really enjoyed it as a monster movie. Uh, I think it's kind of difficult to make monster movies without making them like ridiculous. Yeah. And I think that that movie kind of accomplished that. Tight. So I enjoyed it. Like, like again, it's something I would suggest, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm going to get it now. I didn't want to at first. You know, well, you know what's Talking funny? into it. So it's almost like there's two arenas that you're watching, which is that of the humans fighting each other and then that of the monsters fighting each other. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I don't remember the, the female actress's name, but she's the mom from Annabelle, the, okay. the clairvoyant mom. She's in it, and... Is it her? Or I think it's um, the one from Bridesmaids, actually. They look alike. I don't know. The, you know the main... If you were to say uh, her name, I would, I would remember it. But she's like in Saturday Night Live. and I see her face. Yeah, so that one. Okay. The one with the face. The one, um, she has a face. One of the most frustrating people in the movie. Like, and, and she's supposed to be. She's yeah. like this, this, this moral teetering person who she can literally tip the balance of the human's deciding to support Godzilla or kill Godzilla or whatever and you're just like I really hate you at least mm-hmm. I did you know I couldn't stand her yeah but then again when it comes to the monsters you're like oh this is so cool look at them fighting like, so. cool a lot of people dying in your movies yeah your first three not a lot of people really died in Godzilla it's, it's not the focus oh really well you know what? it's not Godzilla stomping through town and like in fact actually if, if you if you watch the Godzilla came out before which was people dying this is a world that is now, it's basically dystopian, but not, not at the cause of nuclear war. Mm-hmm. At the cause of, um, they call them like the, the ancient ones or the great ones, which are all the monsters. The monsters have destroyed it, uh, have destroyed everything. Now people have survived, but now they're like, they're like in homes that are basically like in jungles and stuff like that. So they are rebuilding humanity, um, but like technology is still around and all that. It's just basically monsters came and just kind of burned all the land and so they found out that monsters were emitting this radiation that was helping the planet like grow so it was kind of like if earth is a body these are the the white blood cells yeah trying to heal it from the parasite that is humanity right that was like one of the messages so 
Damn. Very cool. What's your number eight? I have to be delicate Seven. with my number... No, oh, wait, is it? No, no, I'm sorry. Sorry, eight. sorry, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I have to be delicate with my number eight because uh, the director has... Gamo. Uh, no, the director Gamo. has been accused by six women of rape and other uh, sexual assault allegations, and uh, one of these came out right before the movie came out, and so no one went to see this movie, which... Really? I'm not going to say that people should support this director. Uh, he's made a lot of films that I really love. He directed Leon the Professional, uh, The Fifth Element, Lucy, and Valerian in the, in the City of a Thousand Planets. Um, I didn't see Valerian. Uh, no one did. And so uh, that, was, that was a big budget space opera like uh, The Fifth Element. Yeah. He was trying to tap into that. Um, but... Uh, the movie the movie is Anna oh okay who's the director Luc Besson okay um so um he he also did La Femme Nikita Mm -hmm. so he he that was the movie that kind of made him famous La Femme Nikita and so he's really famous for having uh powerful female protagonists um, you know the Fifth Element. Right. Yeah, I really he's big on the <clears throat> on the action superstar woman. Uh, people commonly have complaints about his films of the the ninety pound woman. You know, uh, taking out giant muscly men, which I don't have a problem with. <laughs> like, uh, if you know anything yeah. about leverage, you know yeah. that a small person can take out a big person, but. Uh, so Anna is this movie about this uh, girl who's very beautiful. She uh, she becomes an assassin for this agency, uh, and it starts out that she's a she's a supermodel because she's so beautiful and because she has military experience. Uh, she can be tapped to be. To, to take out this high-level yeah. uh, fashion industry person. Um, so it, it's... And, and the, the, the plot escalates, and it gets way bigger, and she, she wants to get out, but they keep making her kill people. Um, the, the thing that is really fun about the movie, though, is, and I'm not exaggerating here, almost every other scene... There is a plot-changing twist that it's it's like I can't even I saw it earlier in the year, um, but I can't remember all the plot twists, um, and they happen so frequently, uh, where almost every scene you get a you you get the the plot goes to where it's like oh now she has won, and then it's like oh. Two weeks earlier, this other thing happened. Uh-huh. And then it gets in that. We, we finally get back to... We, we, we get to the end of that scene. And then it's like, ah, but in the middle of this second this other like scene... Episode, in right? the middle of this second other scene, there was this other development that happened. Yeah. And then we follow uh-huh. that for about four minutes before there's another game-changing uh, twist. Yeah. And it gets to the point where there's so many twists happening so often that it just becomes fucking hilarious. Uh-huh. Uh, the, the, movie, 
and it doesn't stop. It just keeps doing that until the end of the movie. Uh, and it's just delightful. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because it's just so goddamn ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and I, I loved it. I, I got a huge kick out of it. Um, I won't necessarily so recommend it. Is it supposed to be comical? Like, would, like, I believe so. His other movies are all kind of that, yes, they have action, yes, they are serious, but they also tend to have a lot of humor in them. Yeah, yeah. Just the degree to which it keeps doing this, it's like it's, like it's, it's, its own little uh, gimmick, is that every scene is a plot twist. Mm-hmm. And I have to think that it's intentional. I have to think that yeah. it is intentionally funny as well. Because it just keeps, it just keeps going, and it yeah. just keeps hammering them into you, to the point that like you know that it's coming in every yeah. scene. You know that there's going to be another game changer. Like what's next? next? What's next? Exactly. Yeah. Where where the hell else are they going to take this? What can they possibly do at this point? Yeah. Uh, but they keep doing it, uh, <laughs> and it's it, it. For me, it never stopped being entertaining until the end of the movie. I pick. Um, what the shit? Did you even see movies? I I saw two movies. And I already said them. No. Start making shit up. <laughs> uh, Parasite. I really wanted to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Though. Comes out on disc in a couple weeks. Oh, does it? Yeah. Um, I'm going to pick it up. Disc. Check it out. Disc. I, I like discs. I still purchase discs. Yeah. You talked me back into buying discs. Because I was, I was really... Um, why don't I just buy everything digitally? And then when I went over to your place, I saw everything. I thought, oh, wow. That's pretty neat. Parasite was super good. But it's a um, foreign film? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah Korean film. Uh, I think Korean. From the guy who directed Okja. Um, the pig movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was just nuts, and the, it's a family. Can I talk about it? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Why are you asking said, me? Yeah, I know. I'm going to buy it, and I didn't know if. Okay. Oh no, that's fine. Okay. I, 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 um, I'll still enjoy it. It's a, it's this family, and you find out pretty quickly they're kind of a shitty family, but you're following them. But again, I I understood why they were being so shitty and they're so shady and they're basically con artists and they they become parasites <laughs> on on rich families so you kind of feel a little bit bad for the rich family because you're seeing what the fam the the poor family is doing and how they're conning them out of their money they get everybody who works in the house fired so then they could each work there so first the son works there and he said, um, and one of the rich kids needs an art ther- therapist. And he says, oh, I know, a, I know this girl who's actually his sister who, who studied art therapy. I, I think I could reach out to her if you want. And it, it's really slick how they, they talk. And then they get the driver, the dad. The mom becomes the new housekeeper. So the old housekeeper leaves. And then the, family, the rich family goes on this camping trip. So now they all get to be in the, the, the nice-ass house. This little by port, themselves. By, them, by themselves. And they're all just chilling. And then there's little little subtle hints of commentary where the, the poor mom, because they're talking about how dumb the rich mom is, and they're saying, and she says, well, yeah, because she's rich. When you have money, you don't have to think about things. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You're just, life is good. Money just irons out problems. And I thought that was such a deep thing to come to, and not just that she's dumb, it's because... She's privileged. She's privileged. She yeah. gets to be in this cloud of safety. And then it, it twists when the old housekeeper comes back and you find out her husband is living in the basement. And now she figured out that, oh, these are all family members. So now they're all fighting to stay in the house. How the rich man, how the rich dad treats the poor family, angers the poor dad. 
And so shit hits the fan because he can only swallow so much about uh, poor people's smell and why do, why are poor people around. And he's sitting there as his driver listening to this, knowing he's one of those people his boss is complaining about. Shit hits the fan in the last 10, 15 minutes. But you just, you, you're just waiting for that to get there. And the tension just builds so perfectly. And it, it was just fantastic. Yeah. That'll do. Javi, number seven, Dumbo. I'm going to start typing it now. Are you calling me Dumbo? No, no. You're number seven pick. Oh, because you're like, number seven, Dumbo. And then I was like, Number oh. seven, comma, Dumbo, comma, quotation, Dumbo, and quotation. I was like, if you put that first comma, you're calling me. Yes, oh, Dumbo. Okay. Yeah, okay. Just now making sure that we're all on the same page grammatically. Thematically. Um, Thematically. Syntactically. Syntactically. Sex tactically. I know that I seem to have some sort of theme here. I was very pleased with The Curse of La Llorona. It wasn't... I'm going to pick your brain about this one. It wasn't the most amazing movie ever. I'll open up by saying that. However... L-L-O-R-A-N-A? O-R-O-N-A. O-N-A. Yeah, I will openly say it wasn't the best movie ever. It had some scary parts. Uh, it wasn't the best scary movie I've ever seen. However, when I heard it was coming out, I was like, it's going to be crappy. Uh-huh. It's going to be a really cheesy, crappy movie. And then there's going to be this, um, you know, Mexican uh, movie that sucks. And it's like, that's what that's what we're going to have. I'm not thrilled about that. But I was like, on principle, I'm going to go and see it and support it. The yeah. story that, you know, me and hundreds of thousands of other little kids grew up with about some woman who killed her kids and you know now she's trying to get them back i was very pleased with it it didn't look corny you know like the the ghost woman didn't look like some cartoon drawn thing uh-huh. there were some aspects of it that i was like i haven't heard that part of the legend before legend they include like a religious aspect a uh, a spiritual aspect if you choose to split those two you know, there was a plot, and I was I, I liked it. <laughs> well, it's like it's like oh, there's a plot. No, because you know sometimes <laughs> things happen in the Like sometimes stuff because like my next choice, I, I liked it, but it didn't really have a plot. Okay. You know, so it's like um, you know, I thought it was good. I, I was actually pleasantly surprised by like leaving and being like, that was a pretty good movie. You know, like okay. that kind of I didn't feel like great. Now it's just an embarrassment. And the next time we're gonna come up with. You know, this this other story about some aspect of Mexican culture, people are going to be like, I don't know, dude, it's going to be another flop like that. Um, you know, in a movie. But yeah, I liked it. I enjoyed it. Cool. I was wondering, because I, uh, I was curious, well, I'm always curious when something, an aspect of someone's culture, when it's made into a movie or whatever. Exactly. Uh, Does it do it who, justice? Yeah. yeah. Who's making it? How, you know, what is the purpose of it? And... Um, well then I'm glad you liked it yeah all the movies that I put on the list I'm like like saying like I I would suggest it yeah I can't guarantee everyone's gonna like them but they're movies that I would pass on yeah cool Tim this is number seven this is number seven Uh, my number seven is gonna be Knives Out Tight. I haven't seen it yet. I really it's want to. So good. Uh, I won't go too much into it then. I mean, uh, feel free. Feel free. It's, no, it's no, 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 no. It's worth it. The fun is in. It's worth like, it. Okay, yeah, cool. Um, so it's a it's a murder mystery. This uh, this patriarch to uh, a family dies mm-hmm. mysteriously. Um, although we find out 
in close to the first 20 yeah. minutes of the movie exactly what happened. Uh, the the mystery then of the movie, and it stars uh, Daniel Craig as this <laughs> yeah. this famous detective, mm-hmm. uh, private investigator, uh, yeah. okay. this famous private private investigator uh, who was hired, but by whom and why mm-hmm. is what the mystery becomes. Mm-hmm. Who hired me yeah. is is really the main mystery and. Will he find out who did it, how, and why? Mm-hmm. But but an equal mystery is why am I here? Mm-hmm. Who hired me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just it's delightful. It's very much worth seeing. Yeah, it's all all my my top seven are like possibly even like interchangeable. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, th- I think this is, this was a really good year for film. It really was. I, I was going to say that. Yeah, it sounds. Like a modern adaptation of Clue, mm-hmm. kind of yeah yeah yeah. If you guys have so seen it's Clue, a murder mystery. It's, yeah, you yeah. know it's a, it's well, and I think even the trailer they're like a modern whodunit. Yeah. you know like yeah. So yeah, it, it looked really good. Um, I I was pleased by the cast. Uh, I just I just didn't get around seeing it yet, but yeah. Yeah, it, Daniel Craig is fantastic. Um, I, I really hope that they make a sequel where he plays this detective yeah. again. Um, the girl was really good, and I can't think of her name. Anna de Armas. Yeah. Um, Chris Evans is fun. Because then I always wondered, what do those people do when they do so many superhero movies? <laughs> I need to do the complete... They do whatever they want. Or well, yeah, they do whatever they want, but... This is That's why after after three hundred, Gerard Butler did a bunch of like tiny Wrong. romantic comedies. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, and so Chris Evans also did not another teen movie prior to being Captain America, where he's standing there oh. naked with just whipped cream on his dick. I need to find that. That's my first favorite off. movie scene. <laughs> it's it's of all cinema. That and then the I'm so mad. Um, no, it was really good. Nice out. That's that's on my list somewhere, but not anymore. It's off. No, it's not. We're not. That's what the draft does. Oh, that's actually my number seven. It's nice out. Oh, okay. Well, perfect. Uh, the acting is really great. Well, uh, if you want to spoil it, Lakeith, then you can. <laughs> <laughs> it's not your turn. It's not your turn to. They all spin die. that chamber. Um, Guillermo del Toro is the one who killed them. Um, Speaking of all died, La Lakeith Stanfield is really great. I love him. He was one of the police officers. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I thought it was really interesting that they, they said what happened in the very yeah. beginning. And then you think, well, how are we going to fill the next hour? Yeah. What are we going to do here, movie? Mm-hmm. And then movie. they, <laughs> they, they find just, a way to do it. Yeah, and they don't disappoint. It's so clever and fun. Um, yeah, all the points you said. All right, your turn, Dumbo. No, Dumbo's not on my list. Okay, I'll delete it then. Um, I'm just going to write Dumbo for everyone. Oh, man, this is rough. Because like, I'm like, we're getting lower... And I'm like, I don't want to say that one yet. I already want to say that one. Um, okay, I'll say, uh, what was it? Ready or Not. Oh, tight. Yeah, so I was like... I love that. When you, when you posted the other day, like, I was wondering if they were going to do it, and they did it. Yeah. I was like, okay, if, if I know what he's talking about. So, like, when you watch as many movies as what I'm assuming we all do, you, you start picking up on things that aren't even uh-huh. really, like, a part of the movie, right? Like a, like, a, like a subtle sound that gets added. You're like, okay, I think just because that sound was added... Not really a sound, like a tonal noise. Mm-hmm. You're like, I can tell what's going to happen, yeah. right? So when, when they're like, well, maybe, maybe nothing will happen. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, <laughs> then we already know what's going to happen, right? Something, 
right? Yeah. As soon as they said, I guess nothing happened. You're like, well, I don't know what, but something's gonna happen. And so, like, spoiler, just because, again, like, I just feel it was so ridiculous, but so appreciated. <laughs> I was like, he's gonna explode. But, and I was like, I fucking knew it, which is like, that was great. That was incredible. And, and the grandmother, I hated. So that was oh, very satisfying. Super Saiyan grandma. Yeah. I was like, or auntie. She was an auntie. No, oh, was she, whatever she was. Yeah. yeah. Or like the, the dumb wife, I think the, the one who was like constantly shooting the, the wrong fiends. people. Oh, yeah. The yeah. 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 Um, what? it was, it was, I, 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 for as cheesy as the movie it was, I really enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I thought the comedy paired well with like the the thrill, mm-hmm. like the scene in the kitchen where there's kind of this round and around thing. That was cool. Um, there were a couple times where I'm like, like the car crash. I was like, really? That old guy's already up. Like he, he should have been down. But you know, I mean, it's also mm-hmm. oh, I know what you're talking about. Um, and unless I forgot, there are some unanswered questions like. Why the fuck did this happen? <laughs> you know, like, like how did the whole thing initiate? I know they say back in the day, Daddy Warbucks, whatever his name is, partnered up with this dude, and 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 it and it kind of goes from there. But I was like, so we're just magic just exists then? Like we're just chilling well, that's, on yeah, that. I think that's, that's really just the twist that, at the end of the movie is, is that, that yes, exists. magic exists, uh-huh. and yes, this was real. Yeah, yeah. I was. Uh, I he showed me this movie and um, a couple weeks ago. I, uh, yeah, and. Uh, this I, one? Ready or not? Ready yeah. or not, yeah. Oh. And then um, uh, at the end, I was the opposite. I I didn't think they were going to explode because they, they just toyed around. And a little part of me said, well, if they do it, how is this going to look? How is it going to look? How is it going to work? How is it going to yeah. be? And then they did it. And I just remember laughing and smiling. Yeah, because like, you're just like, cool. <laughs> they went there. Yeah. They did it. Yeah. I'm so glad they did it. Yeah. Uh, I figured that's what you meant when yeah. I read that. Uh, I was really happy with that movie. Uh, and yeah, I, I remember not wanting to see it because you forced me and Greg. Uh, Greg's complaint was, how did um, the butler catch up to the car? That was my thing. When she yeah. drove off. Um, I think that would be my only complaint. It was it was really funny. The, the coked out lady... Um, the whole movie for me and, is just aces. Yeah, like, I love and, they, and the commentary too. When the little kid shoots her in the hand, and then later, fuck his that mom, kid, dude. Fuck that fuck kid. That I'm kid. So she pushed him in the face. Yeah, and then, <laughs> and then when uh, is it Adam Brody says, "Why did you shoot her?" And he goes, "Well, that's what we're taught to do, or whatever his reasoning is." But basically, that we're just taking on how our parents mm-hmm. think, mm-hmm. which I thought was great commentary for Trump. Um, but just not even questioning the traditions of anything, just accepting it, just because mom says this is what we do. We shoot people, and so, and in the film, there, a lot of them don't even believe in the curse, but they don't not, not believe, believe yeah. in it right. enough right. to right. not go along with it. Right. So kind of like what I was talking about, like those tonal noises where you're like, okay, something's good, whatever. When she got shot and she went like that, and, and then formed, I was like, something's gonna happen with that hole. Just because of the oh, way yeah, yeah, yeah. it was exactly. shown, you know, it's like they made a point to show like, oh yeah, there's a hole in her hand. I was like, because my girlfriend and I were watching it. Yeah, the minute you see the 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 nail as yeah, well. Yeah, and I was like, like, like I, I know that's going through her hand. I know, yeah. I know that's, that's going through her hand. And my girlfriend, who does not watch a lot of movies, 
I was like, oh, and she's like, what? And I was like, you'll see. <laughs> and, and, sure enough, that, and she's like, oh my god! And I'm like, well, you should have seen that 30 seconds ago, like I did. You know, I prepared myself. Yeah. It reminds me of just that knowing the twist that's coming. This is last year, I think. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Wonder Woman, the 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 only other famous actor in the movie, uh-huh. other than Chris Pine, other than Chris Pine oh. and Gal Gadot, is. Uh, uh, Professor Lupin, right? Who's the uh, who? Of the course, world. ends uh-huh. up being the bad guy uh-huh. uh, because he's the only other like big actor in the movie. Yeah, uh, I, I felt that that was a very, very, very poorly yeah. uh, done version of that. Which is weird because DC normally puts out such incredible movies. Yeah, but... you don't say. Oh. All right. So, anyways, ready or not, Christian. Sure. Uh, so. Should we, if mine is, I have ready or not on mine, if mine is higher, should I just like eliminate it and go to, and say yes, that's say mine what, too? Say, say what number you had it at. Uh, ready or not is my number three. Okay. What, what was mine, five? Ten, nine, eight, seven, six. That was, okay. So ready or not is my number three. Um, oh God, I just got rid of it. There we wow. go. So my next one is uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I hated this. Go ahead. Um, why'd you hate it? No, go. No, you go first, and then I'll go next. So Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, it was really unfortunate that for years prior to this film coming out, we heard Tarantino's making a movie about the Manson murders, mm-hmm. um, because the movie's not about the Manson murders. No. Almost at all. Um, it's it's a backdrop for for what the film is actually about, and what the film is actually about is this actor in in an evolving Hollywood, um, an actor whose time has passed yeah. is really what it is about, and he's coming to terms with not being the leading man anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, making way for the younger talent to come and, and take over the spotlight. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just as that, it, as the most general explanation of the film that I can give, right. uh, I love that. I love that whole that that whole thing. Um, everything else in the movie for me is just like, fuck yeah. <laughs> um, I, I I absolutely loved Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. And I can I can get into talking about little details, but I, yeah. I figure we might as well, you know. Um, I hate it. <laughs> no, uh, I really love that aspect with Leonardo Leonardo DiCaprio, uh, DiCaprio, um, mm. and just that idea, right, of of passing time. And then uh, Brad Pitt was great once again, not as an astronaut, but a cowboy this time, and um, or stuntman. And I liked the little. I could have done without all the Sharon Tate stuff because I thought, what the fuck is going I don't... But because the, the tie-in with the Manson um, murders or whatever, which kind of... But um, I did think it was cool to give a different uh, twist to history, how history happened, right? Because they killed her in real life. 
Yeah, um, they killed her and the three other people in the house. Yeah, and she was yeah, he pregnant. did that. He did that in Glorious Bastards too. Yeah, so taking a, a story or a piece of history and twisting it a little bit, I think it's pretty neat. Um, I just couldn't take uh, all the little close-ups. It was 1963? 1969. 1969. Just everything. Close-up of a soda can in 69. Close-up of a car in 69. Close-up of a shirt in 69. Close-up of a store in 69. It's I, a love like, letter to Hollywood, it. though. It's like, I get it. We're in 1969, dude. And I, that took me out of the movie every single time it did that. Um, I didn't even notice it doing that, honestly. Oh, I fucking did it so hard. I, I loved when... You did it so hard. <laughs> I did it so hard. I was like, please stop. Um, You're doing it so hard. And then stop. when we'd go to Leo doing the scenes and he'd be messing up his lines mm-hmm. or whatever, doing like the back, uh, behind the scenes stuff. I loved that, especially as an actor. I understand struggling like that. Or yeah. when, you, when you hit a scene and you do it really well, you hit all your lines and people are like, that's great. I know that feeling. And so that was great. And then and the whole like side piece with, with Brad Pitt going to visit George on the ranch. I think his name was George. Um, that was cool. They had a great little scene at the end where he fights the three of them. But uh, I had the close-ups on everything, man. I just could not. It seems like that's such a minor part of the movie. It was not. I hate the whole thing. I, <laughs> yeah, to no, me, I'm like, sorry. I didn't. I just... I thought I was going to love the movie. Because you opened up with, I hated it. Because <laughs> I'm thinking about it. And then the the Bruce Lee thing bugged me. Quin- Quentin Tarantino says, you know, that Bruce Lee was kind of arrogant in real life. I think a lot of people say that. Do they uh, I didn't know that. but I've, um, I've heard that multiple times. Okay, well then, I guess if I knew that, then so I wouldn't have as been as swerved. But I thought it was very strange. Um, I I loved it because uh, there's that you know classic argument who would win in a fight Bruce yeah. Lee or Cassius Clay yeah um, Muhammad Ali and uh, in this movie he's the one arguing that yeah yeah uh, and I th- I thought that that was uh, borderline adorable like I, I just <laughs> loved it yeah um, and so, you know this argument is as old as time like that type of thing you know yeah yeah. Uh, the the originals were even arguing this uh, who would win, um, and then just you know the uh, the fact that uh, Brad Pitt's character gets essentially a leg up. He's he's not entirely winning the fight, but you know he's he's downed. Uh, they've downed each other once, and uh-huh. it's looking like he has the upper hand. Um, just establishing this fictional character as, yeah, that's how good he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything, as a matter of fact, everything that Brad Pitt's character does in that movie is a build-up to the end. Uh, yeah. Very well done. Yeah. From him feeding his fucking dog to seeing, you know, seeing how well he has his dog trained. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, uh, every, every little thing uh, that, that his character does builds up so well builds up, you know, who he is, you know, uh, all these things about uh, his character, um, that he is a larger-than-life character. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, there's the little thing, I've heard, I've heard a lot of people pointing this out, that just as he does in their movie career, 
he's the one who goes in at the end and does all the heavy lifting while Leonardo <laughs> DiCaprio is in his backyard in the pool. Like in the just, pool. Just <laughs> chilling, yeah. Chilling, getting drunk in the pool while all the action's going on. Yeah. Uh, and then he jumps in for, you know, the, the, the money shot, uh-huh. uh, which is another thing that is set up perfectly in the film because uh, the, the, the flamethrower, that yes. is. Yeah. The flamethrower is set up so early on in the film and it has its own punchline then. So as far as we know... We're done with it, We're done with yeah. that. We are absolutely done with the flamethrower bit. Mm-hmm. And so when he goes into the pool shed, the fucking pool shed, and takes out this giant fucking flamethrower and torches this lady, uh, it's just delightful. And the music swells, too. This yeah. giant music swell when he comes out triumphantly with this uh, flamethrower on his back. A fantastic moment. Uh, yeah. The whole theater was in an uproar yeah. when, when he came out with that thing. The whole yeah. theater cheering. Yeah. And Quentin Tarantino, a lot of people say, like, Quentin Tarantino, his first film was his best. I, I Honestly, I ha, I've been feeling uh, for the past few movies that he's getting better and better as he goes. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people have been saying that this isn't really his best movie. I, I, I think that it's probably my favorite Tarantino movie. Okay. Uh, just because it is so sweet. <laughs> In that... He, he, it, it, just like he did with Inglorious Bastards, he does what the real world couldn't. Uh, he saves Sharon Tate, which, if yeah. you know a lot about Hollywood, the, the Manson murders were a time when you have all these uh, famous people. It wasn't just Sharon Tate. There was, I think, another couple that also got killed before um, yeah. they got stopped. But they were all famous people being killed. Sharon Tate was on her way to being like the next big thing. Like the next Scarlett Scarlett Johansson, but Sharon Tate was on her way up. It changed Hollywood and American culture forever. We we became a not a non trusting world. One could argue with the Manson murders because how could something so unjust happen to someone that everybody knows? Mm -hmm. You know, and the idea that he would take this event, which changed everything forever. And just for one little moment, we get, no, that doesn't yeah. get to happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, I am stepping in and stopping that from happening. Yeah. Uh, is absolutely beautiful. And when you, when you hear uh, her voice come over the little intercom yeah. and he's standing in the driveway and, you know, you realize they're fine, everything is fine. And then he, uh, Leonardo DiCaprio's character, who has been seeking this validation, been seeking this need to feel important, you know, no one, no one even knows who he is really anymore. Mm-hmm. And over the intercom, he hears, Rick Dalton? Sure, absolutely come up. And, you know, he's been thinking, if I could just find a way to meet these people, then, then maybe, you know, I could turn my career around. Maybe they would give me another shot. And he absolutely gets all of the validation that he's needing for the whole movie right there in that last moment Mm -hmm. uh, when you hear her voice and everything is okay and Cliff is going to be okay and everything is fine. And then at the last moment in the movie, you see her waddling out, uh, her little pregnant self. And then up on the screen pops up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and it goes black. Beautiful film. Yeah. Uh, I think that it is absolutely his his loveliest, sweetest film. 
He doesn't have a lot of them. Kill Bill, uh, the end of Kill Bill Volume 2 is the last time that I can remember something being, you know, that, like, just sweetly done. Yeah. Where you're just beaming, happy, just... <sighs> I was happy it was done. Anyway. <laughs> that was my number six. Oh, my number six, The Farewell. It's another Asian movie. Just like you have a theme with your movies. You and your Asian movies. I know. All my it was good year for us. white people. Here's people dying. I think we could say a lot here. Or monsters. Uh, <laughs> monsters. Um, <clears throat> the Farewell. It's about, again, Asian culture. But um, So grandma has cancer. And in China... You cast them aside? You cast them aside and they die forever. No, um, they turn into pandas. As opposed to dying temporarily. <laughs> uh, Dragon Balls. So the family has chosen not to tell grandma that she's dying. And doctors are in on it, which you oh, can't do in America. grandma doesn't know. The grandma doesn't know. Oh, wow. And so um, Aquafina's character, who grew up in America, so she is not cool with this plan, you just you follow her the whole time wondering if she's going to spill the beans because they all go to China for a wedding, right? They make up some, some excuse because they feel like the grandma would figure it out if everybody just came to visit at the same time. So they said, oh, uh, so-and-so is getting married, so we're going to do it. You're just waiting for Aquafina to spill the beans every time she's with Grandma, and everybody knows it's going to be her that's going to spill the beans. And there's a really great argument about uh, American culture and how we treat old our elderly mm-hmm. versus in China, where you take care of them, and you don't give them the emotional burden of they're going to die, and have, they have cancer, they're going to die. You take it for yourself. That's interesting. Yeah, it was really interesting. And towards the end of the movie, I thought, I don't know. Like, if it was legal in America, would I not tell my mom? And would I I don't think I would want to know if I could somehow have it that way. Because once you know you're going to die, like, that way, I feel like you live your life differently. And you, you should just live it happily with your family. I mean, you could make the other argument in that you could tie up your loose ends, you could say what you want to say, say your goodbyes. I thought it was a really beautiful movie. They even had little sub uh, subplot arguments of, well, in America, kids go to school and follow their dreams, where in China and even the Philippines, you go to school to get a job that makes money mm-hmm. to take care of your family. Whereas in America, you're taught, you can be whatever you want, you be whatever, and it's... Being happy is our goal, usually, whereas it's not in other countries. I loved, I loved The Farewell. Javi, what's your number five? Five, right? Okay. Yeah. I'm getting scared that Dumbo hasn't been picked by <laughs> So my number five would be Crawl. Oh, tight. Another... Yeah. I wanted to see that. Uh, like I said in the last movie where I mentioned plot, uh, I don't really think Crawl had a plot. Like, and, and, okay... <laughs> It has a plot in that there's something happening and you need this to happen in order for this to happen, right? Like, there is that. But it's like, there's like a, a hurricane. Have, have either of you seen it? No. Nope. You can say it. I don't know I, if I've I heard was, of it. I was going to yeah, see it. No, it was one of those it. that I was like, what is this? Um, it's, and it's an alligator movie. Alligator monster movie. Oh, I have heard of it. Okay. 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 And so there's this hurricane and this girl's calling, hey, dad, just make sure you're getting out. You know, and he's not answering. Calls her sister, hey, have you talked to dad? He's not answering. And that's when she goes. And the hurricane is like 
escalating getting a lot closer and it turns out dad <sighs> fell into the basement and um, was trapped and then in and and so she goes she's like dad what's going on he's like get out of here and it turns out there's this alligator and it's not a radioactive alligator it's not this giant monster alligator it's not one that's been alive for 250 it's just, years it's just an you know it's just yeah it's a very normal kind of occurrence in florida right like they yeah. exist but it just so happens that when dad fell he, he broke his leg so he can't get out so it's up to sister to kind of like or well daughter sorry it's up to the daughter to try and like rescue them but then plot twist second alligator shows up and oh. and and that's it i mean they're just trying to get out of this basement it's a very weak plot but it was a really good movie yeah and i really enjoyed it, it. sounds like, enjoyable yeah it, sounds I, really I mean good. it it's the it 90 percent of the movie takes place in the basement or not the basement it's called crawl because they're in the, the crawl space so it's not a basement it's the space under the house um which i guess is also the definition of a basement <laughs> but but uh yeah, in terms of like like these alligators, obviously they are CGI, but like some of the, some of the effects or cinematography, if that's the right word, were like I'm sitting there and like I watched it at home. Well, yeah, I was like on a device that I should have been watching it on. But anyways, I I streamed it and just on my TV, I was like I was like oh shit, like it like it got me good. And again, it's one of those movies that like did there there's blood, but it didn't depend on like. Like gore, it didn't depend on like spells and demons. Again, the, the alligators are just alligators. normal alligators. Yeah. It does play on claustrophobia. It plays on drowning, oh. and I guess it plays on you know if you're scared of alligators. <laughs> um, you know, it, it there's also like again I don't, I don't know if this would be like a specific type of fear, but like it's very dirty down there. There's like mm. sludge, which could just be a mixture of whatever is down there. Um, you know, all this water is flooding in. Dad's got open wounds. Uh, you know, the the daughter's got open wounds. So I mean, it's it's like fucked. Yeah, exactly. You're just like, dude. Even if you get out of this, you're fucking dying from infection tomorrow. Yeah. Like you know, but no, I I really enjoyed it. Cool. It was good. Tim, my number five is another movie about spilling beans. The Bean Spiller. The Bean Spiller. Featuring Timothy Chalamet. Uh, the Lighthouse with Robert Pattinson so and Willem Dafoe. In, when you walked in and I knew this was about movies, I was like, he's going to say The Lighthouse. I just, that was just one that I, I knew was going to be on your list. But I haven't seen it, so I'm interested. And it was. And it was. Uh, and the tale goes on. So The Lighthouse. We only have 30 minutes left. So the lighthouse is about. A, <laughs> just saying, I'm just because no, so, uh, we're only on number five. The lighthouse is about this this old and this young uh, wiki, which are people who man lighthouses. Evidently, that's what they call themselves. Beach um, dragon. So uh, there's there's an old man and a young man who are manning this lighthouse, and um, everything is kind of just normal. Um, the old man refuses to let the young man, sorry, Willem Dafoe, I'll just call them by their names because yeah. they don't have names in the, oh, they do have names in the movie. In the script, they're only referred to as old man and young man. Anyway, uh, so Willem Dafoe's character refuses to let Robert Pattinson man the actual lighthouse. He has him doing maintenance, fixing the roof tiles, uh, swabbing the floor, uh, fixing things around, around, the, around their living quarters. And 
he just the one place he won't let Robert Pattinson go is right up in uh, the the lighthouse where the where the actual light is mm-hmm. the top level called the crow's nest I don't know what it's actually called um, and so Robert Pattinson's character just gets fixated on going into the light why won't he let me up there um, and the whole time Willem Dafoe's character is obscenely drunk and Robert Pattinson's character refuses to drink he stays away from the stuff uh, and it gets to be their last day their last day before the ship comes and picks them up they're on an island off the coast of New England so the ship the ship is coming to pick them up and Willem Dafoe uh, says how about just one drink you know, it's our last night. Let's have a drink. And so Robert Pattinson is like, fine. Are they just friends? Like, they're not related? They're not friends. Well, sorry. They're just I mean, working they're just, together. Right. They're not like father and son. No. No. Um, and so they get really drunk. And... Uh, Hangover 4. And the ship to pick them up yes. never comes. And so they they... Robert Pattinson, I guess, is an alcoholic. And so once he had that drink, they just start drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking. And uh, how much time has passed with them on the island becomes a question. Uh, How much time has passed? uh, Robert Pattinson starts having these hallucinations. Are they real? What is real? Uh, And how fucking long have they been on the island? Uh, are all these questions that come into play. You're not sure what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sees more than one mythical creature. Um, nice. And, and like the film just goes off the fucking rails. Yeah. But it's also this, you know, uh, full screen. It's not in widescreen. It's like a square. The image is a square. And uh, it's in black and white, filmed with these old, old cameras. And uh, it just, it, what it does, it does exceptionally well. And I, I would recommend it, not necessarily to everyone, uh, because it is, it is slow paced. Uh, and it's one of those movies where you're not ever really sure what the fuck you just watched. Uh-huh. Um, but I, th- I thought it was fantastic. It reminds me... It, it's it's a type of film that I would want to make. Yeah. Um, and just seeing... Anytime I see something where it's like... This is just like, you know, X movie that I that I want to make. That I've thought of, you know, and, and written out yeah. an outline for. This is just like that. Uh, and the fact that it, you know, is doing okay in the theater. It's like vindication. Like, people yeah, want to see yeah. that type of movie. But, yeah, so... I, I, I loved it. Uh, Robert Eggers, who directed the the Vavitch. Oh god, I hated that movie. I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't seen the Witch. As a matter of fact, this year I saw a bunch of second movies, uh, movies from directors who where it's their second big movie, and I had not seen their first movie. Huh. Uh, this is you, one of the. You have very interesting qualifications. This is one <laughs> of the three. Well, no, because like uh, I'm not going to name the other movies because they're up higher on my list, yeah. but. Uh, there, there are three directors this year who had really big movies come out previously that I didn't see when they came out. But based on, wow, those movies did really well, this movie looks kind of interesting, I'll go uh-huh. see it. Uh-huh. Um, 
And so the witch did really well. I figured I'll go see the lighthouse. And now I really want to see the witch. I still haven't seen that one yet, but do you um, do you like Kevin Smith? Mostly, yes. So I haven't seen The Lighthouse, um, and I know trailers are not always a good way to like judge a movie. Mm. But like, did you see Tusk? I haven't seen Tusk. I haven't okay. seen any uh, of his movies since I don't remember which came out last. Either Clerks Two or Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back. Oh, you, you okay? Yes, yeah, there, there's a few. That I, I didn't. There. I didn't see Zack and Mary make a porno. Red State, uh, Cop Out. Or the new, or Yoga Hosers, the newest Die Hard. Uh, was his? No, not the not the newest one. Sorry, he was in he that. Was, but no, no, he was Live Free or Die Hard, and he he directed that. I watched hours on that one. Trust me, that one I know he directed. I don't know. I'm out on this one. I don't know enough to argue against that. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen. But any anyways, like one. Red State, Tusk. I'll leave it at those two because I can't speak on any others. Jane Silent Bob reboot. Which I is my number like they, one. That, that's 2019. That is um, 2019. Is it really? Yeah. I feel like they have the same nuance, if I'm using that word correctly, as what I believe The Lighthouse is, but you haven't seen those movies. So I was going to kind of gauge it off of that. I know a lot about Red State, but I haven't seen it. Like, I know the whole plot, and I know... His, it was good. His, I, I know his like, original planned ending of Red State, and I wish that he had been given the chance to make it. But anyway... Yeah, I don't want to do all. I was just curious if you seen this. I hear not. Uh, my number five is <clears throat> Abominable. It's the animated movie with the girl, another Asian one, right? <laughs> oh, okay. How much time are you going to spend breaking this one down? Uh, I need 15 minutes. Go for it. Go. Okay. So the girl has to take <laughs> the Yeti back. All right, go ahead. It looked cute, but I mean, it's it was one of those cute. things that I'm like, I don't really know what the payoff will be. You know, like, I'll go see it, and then I'll smile, and then that's, that's the payoff. You know, I've been really pleasantly surprised by a lot of movies like that recently. It wasn't this, it wasn't this year. I think it came out last year, but Smallfoot, I oh, thought yeah. was yeah, like, excellent. I like and, it. And, and, and my wife was uh, like, you know, hey, let's, let's watch this movie. It looks cute. And I was like, ugh, really? Fine. Let's put it on. Yeah. And I was delighted by that movie. But anyway. Yeah. No, uh, Abominable. And it, it's just beautifully done just the imagery they they create and mm-hmm. um this little girl whose whose father died and the whole plan was we're gonna go visit these places in china i think it is um together but since he died they can't so now she's saving money she has a job uh and to go but then it gets derailed when she finds this yeti and promises to take him home um and then her two friends take him to his home his home yeah which is Mount Everest. And um, of course, mad scientists are trying to stop them because they think animals should be um, bought and sold and blah, blah, blah. But um, I mean, yeah, it's a really simple story. And um, I, I definitely cried because uh, the imagery was beautiful. The, I thought it was really well done as far as her motivation to get this um, Yeti home. What it's changing the meaning of family for her because she thought oh well it's dad but she still has mom who's alive but because in the beginning of the movie you know dad is dead she's like well fuck life but you still have mom and grandma and you still have these two kids you grew up with that you're very close to but she shall she put up walls Mm -hmm. after dad died and so 
on this journey where all this crazy shit happens, this magic, these magical things, obviously there's Yeti, um, and it's also really silly and funny. So it was, it was really cool. Um, yeah. Number four. We're, we're getting to my, like, okay, these are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. They're kind of hard for me to put on the list. There's others I wish would have made the list. If I could throw out some honorable mentions, I won't say anything about it. Just Annabelle Comes Home, I would have liked to have put on the list. The hell is going on? Say your number four. Hell, Hellboy, I, I enjoyed. And I so Us, I enjoyed. So my next one is um, It, part two. Oh, I just saw that. Hmm. Now, I will say hmm. it is only on the list because I saw It, part one. You know, like it's, I don't think it's a good standalone film. You do, I think you do need to see part oh, yeah. one. Um, oh, Aladdin's another honorable. I hate but, you so much. Okay, so um, <laughs> sorry, Dumbo. We only have twenty-four minutes. So then, uh, yeah, it was good because yeah, it does close the loop, right? Um, I I like two-parters. I, I sometimes I like two-parters a little bit more than trilogies because typically trilogies have that the one part in the middle that is, sucks uh-huh. that just transports you to part three. So I like two-parters. Um, a lot of people don't like what I'm about to say. Let's, I, get on, let's get on record here. I enjoy... I don't have a problem. I don't have a problem <laughs> with seeing kids die on screen. And I feel oh, like that's... I don't know. I'm fine with that. I was so that. scared with what you were yeah. going to say. But yeah, no. No, 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 no. I feel like there's this taboo. There like, is. Like, we understand that children can die, but it shows children die. And I was like, thank you. Because... Huh. Not just adults die. That, that was a thing. Um, I, I, it's just something that I've noticed. You know, uh-huh. like like oh, you don't you, you don't kill the kid, you don't kill the dog. The kid or the dog. These yeah. are generally yeah. rules that you follow. That you just Hollywood. follow, and if you are gonna kill one of the two, you don't show it mm-hmm. because that's gonna be like your driver, right? Like my son's death, my dog's death, right? John Wick or John Q or whatever. And so it was just like there's a little kid, and he just goes and <laughs> bites her head, and I was like. Fuck yeah! That was awesome! Yeah. We need more of that in modern cinema. Yeah. So stuff like that I appreciated. Um, I, the movie as a whole, I, th- I think it was okay. I think I wasn't a huge fan of, uh, what's his face, Pennywise? Like, not the clown, the actor. Your no, number four movie was okay. Yeah. Okay. So do that at ten. <laughs> there, there was other stuff. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm telling you, dude. Like, that's why I was like, I don't like doing this because I'm trying to. That's fine. That's right. Yours but... are all j- okay. That's fine. But, okay, go for it. <laughs> or comment. I say? Was like, comment on it, or go for your next one. No, but I know. I, that I have problems comment. with it. But my my comment on it, chapter two, is I saw 17 movies this year, and it chapter two was the only one that I didn't like. Cool. Nice. Okay. <laughs> I, I have complaints about it, but we could do it after. Uh, my number four is Jojo Rabbit. I wanted to see that. It is. It's fantastic. Yeah, I to see uh, in in is late it scary because you just made me feel like it's scary. It's very scary. No, uh, in late it's from Taika Waititi, the guy who did. Oh yeah, Ragnarok. Oh well, there we go. We all know. Yeah. Um, so uh, in late Nazi Germany, there is this little boy who is a member of the Nazi youth who really just kind of wants to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and it just so happens that the time is just right that the thing he wants to be a part of is very very bad. Yeah, yeah. I just like it to belong. Um, <laughs> I just want to be a part of something, guys. And so he has this uh, imaginary, and he sucks. 
He sucks at like doing all the Nazi things. He sucks at marching. He sucks at throwing grenades. He's, 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 <laughs> I, was, I was waiting for the list of Nazi things. Sewing. Is he's like, just he's just not. Is he good at baking? He's 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 a reject. Like when he, uh, they're they're practicing throwing grenades, and he throws a grenade, and it blows up in his face. Yeah. It, it, he throws it. It bounces off a fucking tree in like a field, and and it hits him and for the rest of the movie he has scars all over his face and uh, everybody like a fantastic movie like like he should not be really the infirmary and stuff or like he, he goes to the infirmary it's like oh, okay. weeks later that we see him next but he has okay he has uh um, you know scabs all over yeah. his face and stuff um and so uh he is like all in like make me a nazi and he has this <laughs> He has this imaginary friend in the form of Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. Nice. Yeah. Um, who is, he's, he's JoJo's voice of, well now come on, if you do that, you won't get along with everybody very well. And it seems really innocuous. I mean, like, in terms of the character, like... Yeah. He's just like, you know, don't you want to be fun and be a part of something? Don't you want to have lots of friends? Well, this will help you have lots of friends. And uh, the way he's approached is he's totally like, you know, in any other situation, he would be the voice that this kid needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, or that he thinks he needs to hear. But, but uh, it's Hitler. But it happens to be right, Adolf Hitler. Right, yeah. um, and so you take this little boy, as described... He finds out that his mother, who's played by Scarlett Johansson, is housing a young Jewish girl. And so he's put into this situation of, is my mom one of the bad guys? Yeah. Is this girl bad? I've talked to her. She doesn't seem very bad. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole movie just about hate and uh, about the danger of just wanting to be a part of something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, it's absolutely fantastic uh with these top four it's kind of just like yeah all yeah. interchangeable for yeah. me yeah um but jojo rabbit excellent film i can't recommend it highly enough cool we have 19 minutes and get going what I'm are you sorry. doing midsummer well my number three um, doesn't exist okay. i already well, said it uh, yeah oh, so midsummer uh i watched it the other day it was fucking cool um again the the clashing of the two different cultures, what they do um, in the movie to symbolize that. Um, and just the the weirdness creeping under the whole movie, I really loved. I love the, again, the imagery, it really draws me in a lot. Florence? Pew. Pew. Fucking knocked it out of the park acting-wise. The, the girl, the main girl. The main girl, okay. Yeah, I thought her acting was unbelievable. Um, the little dickhead friend, the American, was a great dickhead. Um, the and one who was like vaping and shit? Yeah, one who peed on the yeah, yeah, ancient yeah. tree. On the ancestor's tree. <laughs> and it was very American. Yeah. He goes, it's just a tree, whatever. Yeah. I go, yeah. great. No respect for culture. Cool. Very cool, guys. Um, the the little bloops of shroom things that you just kind of see in the background. Yes, thank you. you. I think, appreciated that. You think... Are they tripping they, out right yeah, now? Are they tripping out? Am I tripping out? Like oh, like where all the leaves are moving on the yeah. trees? And yeah, just like a little bit. Looked like it was like growing quickly yeah. or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it was. That was really neat, and um, I loved Hereditary. And uh, when I found out, because I didn't know there was the same director, 
that he did both. Um, mm-hmm. But fuck yeah, I'm with this dude now. Um, yeah, Midsummer. Go ahead. I'll leave. I, I was, Do you have anything to say about Midsummer? Real quick. I will. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, I, I, I left it off my list. Um, I left it off my I list so I can include things. Like. Uh, <laughs> um, like I'll you. say, I'll do this word, John Wick 3, Parabellum. Um, if I haven't given it away yet, I love action. Um, Keanu Reeves, I feel like, I don't know if it was last year or this year, was like the year of Keanu. It's a keanu sense. Yeah. He was in Always Be My Maybe. That's right. Yeah. Um, keanu sense. I, I, I love his action for, for a few reasons. One, I think he's very pure in that he does it all. You know, it's not a stunt double. I think that's really cool. Uh, some of the stuff, you have to like... When you watch so many action movies yesterday, like, okay, how many different ways can you throw a punch before uh-huh. you're like, I've seen them do this in that movie? Mm. So then, like, there's a scene where, like, they're throwing knives at each other because they're, they're, they're throwing knives. Okay. Like, they're actual, like, Did you see it? Knives. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. The knife throwing scene is fucking amazing. It was awesome. And he's chucking these knives, and these two other guys are chucking knives at him. And some of the knives are hitting and sticking, and some are like, dink, and they, so they, they find themselves off. in like this <laughs> what antique is that place? shop. Yeah. It's like an antique shop, and they're in this hallway, and there's glass cases on both sides of them that are just filled with knives. And so they start just breaking the cases and just grabbing they're knives and fucking throwing them at each other. They're and landing at each other's legs and arms and chests yeah. and shit. They're hitting the ground. They're hitting. <laughs> they're hitting you, but then they're falling out. They're not even hitting and sticking like the hand. They're hitting it in reverse. Uh-huh. So I mean, stuff like that. I'm like, man, that's such a cool. That movie. scene was delightful. <laughs> and I love Ian McShane. Uh, he's he's yeah. one of my favorite actors, and I I just I love his voice, Jonathan. You know, whatever. I just I love the way he talks. I love his candor. I love his rhythm. I love his expression. I just think he's a phenomenal actor. And uh, if there were 17 John Wicks with Keanu Reeves and Ian McShane, I will watch all 17. I'll ride that to the ground. And then Ready or Not was your number three. Ready or Not's my number three. Do you want to say anything real quick? It's a good movie. About it? Okay, very cool. Uh, people Explode. It's good. People Explode. See it. Uh, my number three is Endgame. And I nutted so hard. For your number three. <laughs> number three. Um, it, it was just nuts. You fit everything in there. They kill Thanos in the first whatever few minutes. Yeah, I was like, ooh. <laughs> What are we doing for another two hours? <laughs> what are we doing, movie? <laughs> movie, you tell me. I'm with you. <laughs> and then we jump into Time Heist, and then we jump into this third part where young baby daddy hot Thanos shows up. And it's just great. And I loved it. I held my urine in the whole time because I didn't want to miss a single mm-hmm. thing. I bought it as soon as it came out. Um, I've watched it a couple more times, and you, it's always great when you find something new mm-hmm. uh, upon rewatching it. So, um, Endgame. I thought it was very satisfying. Yeah. Uh, since we're on it, that's as predictable as it may be. That's my number one. The emotion that I attached to it was probably more than what needed to be attached <laughs> to any movie. I can only say this based off of how I qualify movies, right? Like, other people be like, oh, come on. I think that Tony Stark in the Marvel Universe, not in any one particular movie. I think that Tony Stark is probably one of the best characters to exist in cinema. Mm-hmm. I, I put so much power behind what Robert Downey Jr. did with that character. If you go to Avengers 1, the, the, the evolution that takes place, or Iron Man 1, the evolution that takes place with him when Captain America says, 
you're not the guy to lay down on the line or lay down on the wire. He goes, right. I'd rather just cut the wire. He goes, you don't have your team's back. And then when you watch the last mm-hmm. battle scene, he's the greatest fucking character ever. He's, he's incredible. And like, I, I, yeah, super emotional during yeah. that movie. The, there's a father-son scene that I was like, <gasps> you know, like the, it was just yeah. one of my favorite movies ever. Only because of the way the entire universe was set up. Right. That was a 14-year project that I think had an incredible exclamation point at the end, mm-hmm. you know, so. It's a good send-off. Your number... Oh, you're number two. Uh, okay, then, yeah, then... <laughs> <laughs> now, now I feel like an idiot because... Um, so my okay, we're saving time. <laughs> my number two would be Hobbs and Shaw. You, I knew it. When, we, when I knew we were doing a movie I really podcast, wanted to see that movie. And I saw you sitting there, I said, like I was speaking Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> I knew when I texted you this morning. I I want to see it. Those actors. Yeah. And I understand that they are not actors who pay homage to the art of acting. Yeah. They are they play they're action stars. They, they play, play themselves. themselves. I love The Rock for who he I was at work today watching YouTube compilations of The Rock's greatest insults when he was a WWE. Hell because yeah. I just love I The too. Rock. He is one of the most incredible speakers. I do the same so with Randy cares. Savage. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, The Rock's character is so translatable. <laughs> you know, where he's just so fluid with his ridiculous words. And I'm like, that's a, that, that's a gift. Not everyone can do yeah, that. Yeah. Jason Statham, I think he's just fucking sexy. I think that guy is great. Yeah. Um, Idris Elba, Man Crush, uh, Idris Elba, Man Crush on him. Love uh-huh. him to death, you know. You can sit on my face. Yeah. I, I mean, I would absolutely sit on his if he told me to. Okay, I think um, we're all in agreement. I think we're all. <laughs> but I will say, three out of three men of the Perfect. Fast and Furious universe. This was a movie that I was watching where the the the, the family aspect when they all go to um, Hawaii was like, oh, that's that's really cool. I really appreciate that. But then when it came to the action, even I, the greatest fan of this franchise, was like, are you watching this? Like, are you serious right now? Oh, was it great? It's it's. It pushed me to the point of being like, eh, that just, that wouldn't happen. Like, beyond ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. I was just like, that just, I'm sorry. I love you guys. That's why I want to see that movie, yeah, though. Yeah, because yeah. Oh, because you also said you don't watch any of the other ones. Yes. Right? Yeah. I, I've seen the first two, which <laughs> are very same, grounded. That's the same exact yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, the first one's really grounded. The second one, a little less. First one, I haven't seen racing. any of the others. Mm-hmm. I haven't either. But I, I really want to do a double feature where I watch the first one and then Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, and like, try so to come the same up timeline and try to come up with how these <laughs> yeah. take place in the same movie universe. Yeah, uh, like five years, six years apart from each other. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, genetic, so I'm sure two. Marvel was actually my number one, okay. but I know I, I said it earlier. So go ahead. Number two, us. Mm-hmm. That's my number two as well. Oh. Did you guys plan this? We did. We've no. been texting for weeks. Oh nope, that wasn't us. It. Okay, go ahead, us. Us. We have 10 minutes. Us. The acting was great. The acting was fantastic. I, I, I love when a movie isn't afraid to get super thematic, mm-hmm. when it favors theme over plot. And oh, yeah. that's a problem that a lot of people have with Us. Totally get it, if that's not your thing. For me, I think that jumping full force into the weird as fuck, like where did these people come from, and not think about the logical follow-through of, right. well, how did they eat? Yeah. yeah. What did they eat? Exactly. Who was monitoring them? 
who was keeping him down there? Yeah. Those things aren't important to the story no. because it's 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 a thematic villain. Right. The villain is birthed from the theme, not from any plot. Mm-hmm. And so if you get hung up on those details, you're not going to have a good time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I love when a movie can say, fuck logic, these are the themes, this is the story, following its theme through to the very finish. Mm-hmm. I love us. Yeah. I love the, the commentary on just the littlest thing, two people in... It will just fuck up one life, and one other life will be fantastic. Mm-hmm. When Lupita is doing the monologue in the the house, and she's saying, "You had a baby, and I had the devil," or whatever, however she words it, just the tiniest little change in our circumstance, in our upbringing, can just lead us to some crazy conclusion or some very comfortable conclusion. And too. it's also uh, it's also not not anything that was unpreventable. Right. Yeah. The, the, she says near the end of the movie, uh, you could have taken me with you. And that is like, that's just it, isn't it? Um, the, the whole thing, the movie's called Us. It's about like us versus them thinking. Mm-hmm. And, well, who are they? Who is the other? Well, they're just like us. Mm-hmm. It's us. It's us, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not different than us. This is fucking us. And, and so the idea that we have to supplant someone else so we can push ourselves mm-hmm. above them uh, as opposed to kind of trying to lift each other up. Um, like, that, that's, what, that's what the film is, is arguing, in my, in yeah. my opinion, is uh, you could have you brought me with you. We could have helped each other. Yeah. This could have been something good, but because you decided to, you know, hold me under the water so you could breathe, right. uh, instead of us both laying on our backs together and floating happily, um, now this is happening. Right. Um, and it's a fantastic film. Love yeah. it. Uh, that was my number two also. I, I love that movie, but the reason it didn't, didn't go on my list is I walked out of there going, I don't know what the fuck happened. Uh, honestly, I was like, I was like, I can't wait because what was the first one? Uh, uh, Get Out. Get Out. Get Which out. I hadn't seen. That's. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. I, I hadn't seen Get Out, and I was like, that movie went over like gangbusters with everybody. So, yeah, I'll go see Us. It looks interesting. Oh, oh there's And I, I loved second, Us yeah. so much, I went out and immediately watched Get Out. Fucking loved it, mm-hmm. but I do I do prefer uh, I do prefer us. To there, I I would get caught. I did get caught in the minutia of, and I'm no, like, fine. yeah, no, 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 and, and like because I get what you're saying, <laughs> yeah. but it's like for me that ruined the movie, mm-hmm. or I should say it ruined what I went to go see because when I was reading, I like to read up on the movies after I watch them, like immediately after, so it's fresh. Uh-huh. I'm like, see, I didn't. I didn't get that. I see it. I see it now. Like everything you're saying, I'm like, she's absolutely right. But like, I'm not listening for that while I was watching it because I went and I was like, ooh, it's like a sci-fi horror thriller kind of action kind of thing because they're chasing each other and it's crazy. Are they zombies? Are they whatever? You know, and uh, 
I didn't really care to dive much deeper than that. So I, yeah. I missed all of that, you know, at the time. Obviously, I read up on it later. But you should yeah. go back and watch it again because it's fucking fantastic. <laughs> like the Hands Across America thing? Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, us, uh, the, the, the others, the, what do they call them? The tethered. Yeah, are, are so much more united yeah. Yeah. Uh, than we are. And uh, they have that of we're all going to help each other. You know, I don't know. Loved it. Good right. movie. Number two. Endgame. Endgame was number one. You're number one? Midsummer. Midsummer. Director's cut. I haven't seen the theatrical cut. I cannot speak to whether it is of the same quality as the director's cut. What's the difference between theatrical and director's? Um... Usually, just like from some the extra footage. Okay, so so when they're making a movie, uh, they have four minutes. very rarely does is someone going to come in and uh, they're going to no crash through the window. There's no guarantee. Sometimes. So Can we do this after. Yeah, that's fine. I'll, I'll explain that after. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so so Midsummer is this wonderful movie um, about a breakup. Yeah. And it's about not having a healthy support network in your life and so uh-huh. she goes through this Very horrible true. tragedy of uh you know her her entire nuclear family dies and she's kind of floating free surrounded by these people who are toxic for her they're not toxic people they're not even shitty people i don't think that christian is an asshole who's christian the boyfriend the boyfriend okay. i don't think he's an asshole i don't I think, think his friend is i don't th- his friend's kind of a, a jerk, and he doesn't. The tree pee. I don't think he was ready. Uh, I don't. I don't think he was ready for that trip. Yeah, the pee, the tree pee man. Yeah, I don't think he was ready for that trip. No, he was not. Uh, <laughs> um, he wasn't ready to to go there and respect anything. No. Um, He's a Cinco de Mayo friend. And as a matter of fact, uh, his the oh god, I don't remember the the black character. Jo- Mark. Um, Josh? I mean, we, there's only one black show. I know, there is also one black Because <laughs> <character. laughs> um, I remember the names are Josh and Mark. He, he was also kind of a dick, too. He didn't have the respect he should have for the other culture. Yeah. Agreed. Like yeah. when he sneaks in? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Christian, as well, doesn't really have right. uh, the level of respect he should. But um, at its heart, the movie is about uh, needing... That, that need for a healthy... Um, network of support mental health again yeah and yeah. and she and she gets it at the end of the movie she you know these people embrace her as family yeah. and a lot of people I, I showed this movie to one of my friends and they were like man she went crazy at the end and i was like what no no yeah. <laughs> she's she's like saved at the end of the movie yeah. it's the first time she smiled in the entire movie genuinely yeah uh, Interesting. And I, I stopped like thirty minutes short. Yeah, um, yeah. It oh. pays off so yeah. well. I'm sure that I didn't stop because I wanted to. I had to leave. Gotcha. Oh, okay. Um, and so I just haven't finished it. I plan on finishing it. So I'm just like interested. But yeah. So it's it's a, it's a movie about you know. He's not an asshole, and she's not the poor victim. They're just really bad for each other. Uh, they they are not. Two people like this should not be in a relationship together. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of just watch her realizing that. And that's what the movie is. Mm-hmm. And it's lovely. Uh, I don't consider it a horror film. At all. I don't it's, no. it's, a, it's a thriller. I, yeah, I was going to say I call it a thriller. 
um, people don't even start dying until like the last 40 minutes. Well, the, the yeah, last, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah, a couple on the I cliff, forgot. I the forgot cliff. how long. How long? Well, yeah, but like. Well, then they, also the sister kills the. Yeah, the and then in like the first five minutes, when it just funny me when you say like the last forty, and I'm like, it's like eighty minutes. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the movie uh, is uh, two hours and twenty minutes. Into twenty. The extent, I don't the, think the, the director's the cut is a half an hour longer. Oh, okay. Director's cut is two hours and fifty minutes. That's the one that I've seen. I loved when I walked out, and I had that feeling of what the fuck. But it was the happy. I had a feeling. Fuck? I had like, a feeling of cool guys. Thanks, movie. I don't know if you've seen people posting about it on on Facebook or anything, but there's like the the uh, oh god, whatever. Perhaps. There's a, there's a meme uh, where it's you know when you're watching Midsummer and you know the end of the movie comes and it's the woman sitting there saying good for her. Yeah. <laughs> like that's how I felt at the end of the movie like and oh god when they're all on the the floor uh, crying and screaming together yeah uh, that. that is possibly the most cathartic moment for me that I have ever seen in a film yeah. when I saw that in the theater I was bawling my fucking eyes out just because it was so relieving yeah that you know she spent the whole movie having her feelings ignored and denied right. and suddenly this they're not only being acknowledged mm -hmm. everyone is feeling it they're with empathizing. you uh -huh. yeah and uh, that moment was just amazing for me in the yeah. theater I loved it yeah. no we're good oh god uh, number one not, number you better not one. suck cats it's just how can sit on my face <laughs> So I shouldn't pick cats? No, well, um, you can. It has Idris Elba. Nope. No. Uh, the Last Black Man in uh, San Francisco. I didn't yeah. see it. Yeah. I, really Damn it. I was hoping it was one that I had seen. But. Um, no, it was... I, wa I rented it on Amazon. In the first, I think, five minutes, I watched it. I said, fuck it. I'm buying this. That, that's how hard I fell in love with it in the first five minutes. I've had a couple movies like that. Yeah. yeah. It just, I just bought it. I, didn't, I said, we'll see how it goes. Come on, movie, I'll buy you. Come and, on, movie, you're coming home with me. And it was such a sweet movie, and you're really rooting for these two guys. Um, and it, it talks about the gentrification of San Francisco and um, the, the brown and black people being pushed out of the communities. Um, but these two guys are really just trying to hold on to what they think their identity is mm. in, in this house um, that they're trying to hold on to. And... Um, shit just keeps hitting the fan for them like they have really bad luck and there's a nice section of the movie where it's finally going their way and then towards the end is they, they reveal the truth um, but then they find out my identity didn't have to be attached to that I'm who I am anyway and so watching these two guys go on this journey throughout the whole thing um was really neat and I, I really really loved it and I yeah I would highly recommend it yeah since we're not getting kicked out do you guys want to say honorable mentions um or movies you think sucked whatever oh we're doing sucked either one <laughs> either one sucked or, or movies talk about how bad made. Captain Marvel was you know, I didn't think it was. Yeah, I, thought, I know. I thought bad. it was the most amazing movie. I thought Captain Marvel was okay. Was, I thought it was okay. Yeah. I have one big gripe with Captain Marvel. Let me Marvel. tell you my gripes with... What was that movie you brought up? It, Chapter 2. Okay, what? 
First off, uh, I also don't attach myself to movies in terms of like, you can't hate my movie, you're wrong, it's the best. Like, Because I, I know that I pick movies like Hobbs and Shaw, so it's fine. I wanted to see Hobbs and Shaw. Um, I have a couple honorable mentions. I was, yeah, what other movies almost made your list? Um, Until we get kicked out, we'll see how long it takes. Okay, so uh, Aladdin, I wanted that on there. Are you serious? Sorry, that's sorry I didn't mean to laugh. No, that's fine. <laughs> um, like I said, us. What you didn't like Aladdin? Michael it. is bewildered. He did Aladdin. Um, I'm cool with everything you said up until, until Aladdin. Aladdin. So, so for me, nostalgia is a big thing. Yeah, I understand that that is incredibly subjective. Like, if you didn't see Aladdin as a kid, what the hell would you care about this one, right? Uh-huh. Um, but like, like even Detective Pikachu. Like, I thought it was a trash ass movie, but. Growing up in an age where Pokemon took over the world, and we were playing with cars, we were playing Pokemon Red and Blue, right? Not even di- Diamond, Silicon, Pearl, whatever, whatever their new one is. Yeah. Um, you know, like watching it and being like, "That's pretty cool." Like, I was like, because again, so I was my girlfriend, and I'm like, "So that one's this," and I was like, look at that one, that one's that, and this yeah. one's that. You know, so I mean, that that, that aspect, those things kind of got to me. Um, Aladdin and Pikachu had a lot of nostalgia to them, you know. Yeah. Detective Pikachu was actually number 12 for me. The fuck was 11? Peanut Butter Falcon. It, oh, I wanted to see that. It was so good. good. Yeah. Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Yeah. Peanut Butter Falcon was 11. 13 was actually Joker. Uh, and I think I want to rewatch it to see if Sneaky it really son of a bitch. So you snuck that one in in the beginning. <laughs> no, sneak in the beginning and then talk about it at the end. Uh, I want to rewatch it to see if I really feel the same way after. Um, and then Booksmart, I really loved. And then Ad Astra was number 16 for me, but yeah. Uh, mine, uh, the first movie I saw this year was How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. How was... Is that the third one? It's the That's third one. Number 39 for me. <laughs> Did, really? Did you really do that many? Uh, yeah, I saw 45 movies. Oh, but you actually put them in order over Yeah, I put I them in order, yeah. You son of a bitch. Aladdin is Come number so 40. Aladdin is number 45. <laughs> <laughs> you can get out of here with that shit. You can go through It's just interesting. I, I, I really liked it, but um, go ahead. It was just really good. That one was. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. That was like the sit yeah. down next. Um, I loved that movie. Everything that that movie was... I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, why didn't it make your list? Or why didn't it make your top ten, I mean? It didn't make my top ten because, again, it was a really good movie for a really good year for movies, Yeah, uh, in my opinion. Like I said, I saw 17 movies, and, and I didn't even not like uh, It Chapter 2. I was just like, eh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Compared to the okay. Other ones. Like, I didn't like it as much as the first one. I loved the first one, uh-huh. and the second one was like, oh, this is this is what they did with it. Like they could have, I feel like they could have done more. I, I agree, but uh, and uh, let's see, another honorable mention. My last honorable mention because Lion King, uh, Doctor Sleep. Was that good? I loved it. I wanted to see that one. I haven't seen that. Um, it's much much different than The Shining. It's a sequel to The Shining. Okay. The 40-year sequel to The Shining. It is. Perfect. Okay. Um, and it follows Danny, little Danny, all grown up, 40 years older. Uh-huh. Um, 
and he's basically gotten used to suppressing his shine ability that Danny had in the first movie. Um, and there's this, uh, hard to say and make it sound serious, but there's this group of essentially vampires um, who like suck the shine out of people who have it. Mm-hmm. And they use it to like extend their own lives and increase their own shine abilities. Huh. And so uh, there's this little girl who whose abilities are like huge, and uh, meaning she had like vampired a bunch of people. No, she's no, okay. she's she just has a really really strong mm-hmm. shine, and these vampire people are hunting her. Got it. And Danny. Is protecting her, uh, so it's 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 the it's the Logan of the <laughs> of the Shining uh, world, and it was a fantastic movie. Cool, loved it. Yeah, uh, and I can't remember who plays the villain. Uh, it's an actress. I'm not very familiar with her work, but she was fantastic in it. Yeah. Uh, she plays this like uh, sexy seductress. A uh, vampire lady um, named Maggie the Hat, uh, and she wears like a magical hat. That's a great right? name, uh, Maggie the Hat. But uh, she's fantastic in the film as yeah. well. A- everything in the movie, I, I loved, and yeah. it really ties in very well to The Shining. I think it is a great sequel to The Shining. Yeah. Um, and it, it brings in a lot of the stuff from The Shining and not in an overly fan service way. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Shining, like, the whole movie goes. And I really wish that they hadn't put any of The Shining stuff in the trailer. Because the whole movie goes and the third act is like The Shining. Oh, okay. It's like... Uh, it's like in like Once Upon a Time in itself? Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, not quite. In Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, when it gets to the night of the Sharon Tate murder, and you get that little thing on the TV that says, "And now the w- the moment you've all been waiting for is here." Right. Uh, that like comes in Doctor Sleep when they go back to the hotel, mm. and the 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 whole end of the movie is in the hotel from The Shining, and yeah. it's it's fucking great. Cool. Uh, it really like. It, I think it did it did really well Tight. for itself. Yeah, it it, it had it had a difficult task yeah. uh, before it, but I yeah. think I think they did it really well. Yeah. Were there any movies you didn't like, or Dark had Phoenix. problems with? What? Dark Phoenix. X-Men? I still haven't brought myself to see it. So I, I, I did a pretty to, good job uh, this year of if I thought a movie looked like I wasn't gonna enjoy it, I just didn't go see it. Yeah, <laughs> I should follow that rule, but <laughs> but I watched it at home because a friend of mine bought it on his streaming network, and then okay. I watched it through that so that I didn't have to pay, and thankfully I didn't have to pay. I, I my just, principal, uh, I, I started in... Uh, makes me so sad. I, I fell off a bit because I, I got a second job and was working both jobs for a while, like 12 hours a day, every single day for a few months. But before that, I was making sure I was going to see at least one new movie every single week. Mm-hmm. And that's the only reason why I managed to see as many as I saw. But this coming year, I fully plan to keep that going. So yeah. I'll, I'll have seen, you know, 45, 50 movies by the end of yeah. next year, hopefully. Yeah. Um, what I did, like I wanted to mention, Go ahead. was Angel Has Fallen. You didn't like? Did. Did like. Oh, okay. 
I haven't seen like, any of those. So, uh, you know what? They're the Rocky movies, the Rambo movies. It's Gerard you, Butler. You know what you're getting. Yeah, you know what you're getting when you're going in. Yeah. But you want to see Gerard Butler be a badass. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, again, he. I have a problem with the idea that we, um, as people, are getting old. So, like, when I see Brad Pitt and he has wrinkles on his face, I, yeah. I genuinely feel sad because Fight Club is Brad right. Pitt, right? When I see George Clooney, I'm like, that's that's Danny Ocean, that's Batman. But when I see them and they're old, I, I get sad, yeah. you know? Like Will Smith. Like Will, Will Smith. Smith is a big one for me. Yeah, he, he was old and young this year. <laughs> yeah, he was <laughs> in Gemini. I wanted that to be on my list, but I didn't see it. So Angel's Fallen, you, 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 Gerard Butler as a human, you're just starting to see like his age take a physical toll on him. And so I'm like, I want to watch this guy be as badass as he can be for as long as he can be it. Uh-huh. You know? Um, so I feel about Schwarzenegger. Like, mm-hmm. as he's getting oh, older, gosh. it's like, oh, I wish you were still yeah. what you were. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Yeah. That was like my last honorable mention. Yeah. Thanks for doing this. Did either of you see Alita? I go back Battle and forth Angel. of wanting to see it. I haven't I'll seen be, it. I'll be at Redbox and I go, oh, I kind of, kind of not. Who did that movie? Was that James Cameron? Oh. Um, or did he just produce it? Yeah, if it's Guillermo del Toro. Yeah, Guillermo del Toro, right? Robert Rodriguez. <laughs> oh, that was so oh, close to Oh, yeah, 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 okay. <laughs> you fucking racist. <laughs> so close to, to Guillermo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I didn't see it. I was curious if it was good. And none of us know. Yeah. None of us know. We'll never know. I wanted to see Jojo Rabbit. I wanted... You should. Uh... Pet Cemetery. It was good. Again, for... Crawls on my list I'm wanting to see. I started yesterday. I really I liked really yesterday. I enjoying it, but I didn't get to finish it. I really want to. I really liked I was, it. I was enjoying it. If my mouth means anything to you... I really liked it. Well, that means a lot to me. Perfect. Right? I'm going to end it. Why? Life? Life and then the podcast. Are you going to kill yourself live on this podcast? <laughs> I might recommend it. it was live. What happens when you have a society <laughs> in no, Botswana who doesn't listen to my the podcast? Movie. Watch the movie. And then, and then talk about it. Uh, did you actually watch the show? No, you can end if you want. Oh, okay. What a, what a shitty note to end on. I know, oh, yeah. you can end it if you want. Yeah. Well, no one's coming in. Does anyone want to hear me explain director's cuts? Sure. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah do is that. it just so, more footage? Like, what the director wanted? It's what the director... So, okay, so there, there are a, a few things that come into play when you're editing a film. Um, so, what, what happens first, as, as you are filming, people are assembling... Uh, the the assembly cut of the film, which is just getting the plot to go from point A to point B at the end, mm-hmm. um, and uh, so then you 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 assemble that as you're going, so that when you're done shooting, you can go in and you watch the assembly cut. And dear God, is it a frightening thing because it's terrible. It's just Mm -hmm. terrible. There's no sound effects. There's no music. There's no special effects. uh, And it's a really rough cut. And so uh, a lot of directors say, when you go in and you see that first cut, 
your heart will drop out of you. Like, like it is the most frightening experience to watch the first cut of your film. So you have the assembly cut, and then you get into the editing bay, where the director usually works uh, uh, directly <laughs> with the... <laughs> The, the director. Is, I'm never airing this. The director works directly with the editor, and they sit together for months. Usually, the editing process takes about twice what you shot. Really? So, if you shot for a month, you're going to be in the editing bay probably for about two months. Did not know that. Um, and so, uh, the director and the editor come up with a cut that they are happy with. They show that to the studio, and that, that's the director's cut. They show that to the studio, and the studio is like, ah, but your movie has to come in at two hours and 42 minutes, or your movie has to right. come in. What because we agreed. We, we, we said in our contract that you were going to give us a one-hour, 38-minute children's movie mm-hmm. because we have to be able to run this thing five times a day in a single theater so that we can make a certain amount of money from these showings. And so they'll say, you know, your hour and 50 minute cut, you need to lose 12 minutes out of your movie. Fuck, that would suck. And so you then make that, and then that's usually what's called the theatrical release. And then if uh, the studio deems it worthy, and if if they think they can make enough money from releasing the director's cut. A lot of times they don't even do that. But if they think they can release the director's cut and make money, they'll do that. So like the Midsummer director's cut uh, in America was not released on disc. You can only get it by buying the movie through Apple TV and it's just a special feature. And it's also, this director's cut thing is also the reason why a Snyder version of Batman v Superman does not and will never exist. When you're dealing with a film that big with a $400 million budget, which is fucking preposterous, by the way. When you're dealing with a film that big with so many visual effects, if there is a Snyder Cut, you also got to think he didn't even film all the things he wanted to film. He stopped filming the movie before he was done, which means that even with the footage that he compiled, it's an incomplete film. Mm -hmm. A. B. The footage that he compiled that didn't make it into the movie is likely missing many, many levels of visual effects right. and sound design and a new score that will match the length of the new scenes. Uh, because that's something that they have to do a lot of times as well when they make a director's cut. Uh, with the extended cut of the Lord of the Rings movies, they had to rescore the entire movie. Oh shit! Because the movie's now a half an hour longer, and a lot of the scenes aren't just they added; they're longer up. scenes. Which means that when your music swells at a minute and thirty-eight seconds into the scene, but now your climax of the scene doesn't take place until you know thirty yeah. seconds after that, you need to rewrite and re-record all of that music. And so stuff like that gets really expensive. Yeah. Uh, because when you, when you do that, you're paying uh, the orchestra by the hour. An entire orchestra of people, like 80 people. Yeah, I was say, you're like paying 60, hourly. 70 and these are people whose career it is to play these instruments. They're not making, you know, $15 an hour. They're making it per project. Yeah. And so uh, it gets absurdly expensive. If there is a Snyder Cut of Batman v Superman, it probably looks horrible yeah 
and the studio. I mean, the movie itself. Was horrible, at, at this but... at this point, uh, the studio would never sink more money into it into something that might not even work out, a thing that might not sell. They would never do that. We'll never see it. The fact that Zack Snyder keeps teasing that there's yeah. a Snyder cut that he's going to release it is a huge legal issue. Uh, not that he's saying these things. Right. He can say anything he fucking wants. <laughs> but uh, the idea of him actually doing it, it's never going to happen. Can you do your Rambo one more time? I need to find peace. Idris Elba, man crush on him. Love uh-huh. him to death, you know. You can sit on my face. Yeah. I, I mean, I would absolutely sit on his if he told me to. Okay. I think um, we're all in agreement. I think we're all in <laughs> agreement.